0: Welcome back to another show of Pre-Match Moody. Guys, today we have a special guest. It's actually our first official guest. We've got Chris Ochie. He's pronounced, his surname is a Polish surname. It's Ośwat. I don't know. You can pronounce it properly for us just now. Yeah. Um, All the way way from the UK. I haven't seen you in a while. We've also got Mosa. The other lads are here. They're just waiting in the back. um, Because the first 15 minutes, we're going to dedicate to Chris. And he's going to give us some insights as to pretty much football under the current conditions of COVID as well as anything else guys want to ask. So please throw your questions in there and we can take it from there. But first, an introduction, Chris. Tell everyone what your story is, man. Yeah, so, yeah, good good attempt at the name. It's Okvat, but Ok good, mate.
1: Ok is all good. <laughs> <laughs> Okvat? <what? laughs> right, right, crazy, mate. crazy Polish Mike. heritage. But, no, yeah, it's good to hear some, uh, some accents again. God, I've missed South Africa. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, yeah, so I've been, let's probably start from the beginning. I've probably been coaching for about 14 years now. Um, Starting in the grassroots game, so pretty much just doing your Sunday league with your your under eights and nines and working my way up and through. Uh, Worked in a lot of primary schools, doing a lot of coaching on the side and then working my way through my qualifications, starting at FA level one and then currently at me UEFA B, wanting to do my A licence sometime next year when we get some form of normality back over here. Um, But yeah, so I started off by, by coaching at my local grassroots club And then I put myself into a window of just doing some, pretty much some freelancing in terms of just going in, doing some some work in at Liverpool Academy. But that was all unpaid at the time. So I did that for about a year, just going in working with multiple different age groups, trying to learn and absorb as much as I could, and then eventually getting myself into development centres. So a lot of the academies have different centres set up in and around where they're based and obviously looking for talent to try and bring in at younger ages. And then working in with the under eights and nines, progressing from that. Um, and then I got the opportunity to start doing things with the international side, which was Liverpool's International Academies, setting them up, um, been across to India, I mean, countries-wise, probably about 15, 16 visited. You've been a few with me, Cloudy, so you'll know all yeah, about yeah. that. Um, nice. And then, And then eventually coming back, so I've kind of like grazed over that, but that was over the span of six, seven years. Every time I used to come back to the international academies, they still allow me to be involved. We're going in and doing, like I said, your development centres or working with the eights and nines, different age groups at Liverpool. And then eventually coming back after my time in India, after my last international academy, I came back and started working at Wigan Athletic. Um, and I'll go into the, I'm sure you'll ask the questions, but I'll go into the different levels of categories and try and give you some insight on those academies and where they kind of sit. Um, but yeah, started with it again, started with the 9s n- and 10s at Wigan, worked my way up and through into the 14s and then was working 14s, 15s, 16s, which is like uh, the youth development age, which got, pretty much goes from 12 up to 16 and just being around that until COVID struck really. So last March, probably just took a little back step from it all. I'm currently just having a having a break and I've just had a, a newborn baby boy, Max. So he's... Hey, title, right, yeah. congratulations. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's that pretty much brings me up today. I still do some private coaching. Uh, there's a there's a big a big part at the moment for for individuals, both online and obviously with COVID, it's it's crazy. I mean, it just feels good to speak to some lads and have a beer. I mean, I've not done that in some time either. So, it's uh, <laughs> it, in in terms of coaching, I, I'm just trying to keep my hand in, but it's just it's just crazy at the time because once once you get set up, you get all your your clients back in or your players back in, and then. Obviously, guidelines change. You've got to start again. So it's crazy at the moment, as I'm sure it is for you guys.
0: Yeah, man. Um yeah, Wonga's actually asking so. one of the questions, Chris. He's saying the FA have rules on academies. And he says, do they have yeah. rules that guide you on how to run the academies and the standards that you must follow? And in terms of how have they done this during lockdown?
1: Yeah. Well, as always, in terms of governments and stuff, it's always a confusing time and a bit of a mess. But in terms of the way our academy is set up, you have different categories. <laughs> So pretty much you have a category system set from one to four. And what you do is the FA and the Premier League actually send orders out to individual academies and they grade you on numerous things, up to 10 different categories, but pretty much up to like sort of your facility, your productivity of what you're producing in terms of players, qualifications of your coaches. So if you start at cat four that's usually for under-17s teams who don't really have an underbelly of a category. For instance, if you don't have U9s and you start at under-17s, Brentford did something similar a few years ago. They they scrapped the whole academy and just went to under 18, 17 to try and obviously minimise the amount of money and funding that was going in. Um, But category four starts at under-17s. Category three, again, that would be what Wigan Athletic was. They were competing to be a category two, but that'll just be a training ground facility, looking to work off a body of work, which is um, it's called EPPP, which is the Elite Player Performance Plan. And what you do is, you're all part of it, you have to log game time, log your sessions. All philosophies are different within the club, but you just have to produce the, the facts of what you're delivering week in, week out. So, for instance, at Wigan, we were, um, we were doing Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday nights, playing, playing on a Sunday, So you're pretty much full-time at that 14 to 16 bracket. Younger age groups are probably trained three times a week, not four. Uh, And also within that, when you're moving up through to Category 2 and Category 1, you have to offer um, education as well to your players. So what we do at this system is once you get to 12 and 13 in high school, you're allowed to come out on a call the day release programme. So the best one I saw was at Liverpool. So pretty much they just go and either pick up the kids, minibus them in or taxi them in to come and do their education in between the sessions, whether it be the morning activations, strength and conditioning, stay for the lunch, do some tuition, and then back out for a double session. Or it could be something like we saw at Wigan, where it was maybe two or three times a week for those lower category players to come in and just still be involved with the full-time programme, but they won't be in as much as what your category one players, because category one, you'd have a welfare officer, an individual person who's delivering all the tuition. So it's a lot of funding behind it. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. And that, that's and that, that's that's a quick version, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that's a summed quick up. <laughs> Summed up. Yeah.
2: yeah. Summed up really nicely. Where would international academies fall in this, uh, uh,
0: There. Is, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you got so excited. The internet just broke. You know, South Africa. You know how weird the issues we have, here. yeah. Yeah, I get you. you. want to ask that question again?
2: Can you? Can you guys hear me? Yeah.
0: yeah, we can. No, yep.
2: So yeah, I was wondering where would international academies fall into that uh, picture of like uh, football academies in the UK? Yeah. And how would their re- their relationship work between them?
1: I think this was probably my biggest frustration with the international academy. So, and the frustration comes from unfortunately it comes from money so speaking about those categories then if you're in category one which you Liverpool's your Man Man United's not all Premier League teams some championship teams are in there like your Derby counties are fantastic and Leeds as well have a fantastic academy but in a category one if you input a million pounds into your into your program the FA and the Premier League majority of the Premier League they'll match your million pounds so whatever money you invest they invest with you now, as you uh-huh. go down, down the table and down through the leagues, if you're putting 10 grand in, you're only getting 10 grand in. So you could be running your, your academy at a loss, which is a lot where yeah. the stumbling block comes from. So in terms of the international academy, it was all based on pay to play model. Now, in South Africa, the, the biggest struggle was the talent was there. There were some fantastic players I came across, but we couldn't yeah. develop it into a position where people were paying to play. Where our academy's yeah. over here, you don't, you don't pay you get your kits, you get your food, you get everything done for you. It's only grassroots level that you pay to play.
0: So mm. again,
1: international academies are not funded directly by the first team. They're an independent franchise, which develops their own money and try to be self-sustainable from that side. So the big thing is you just don't have the the money financially to back it. So you'd still have the quality coaching, which we try to offer. Uh, the international academies will always have either ex-academy coaches, current academy coaches, and try and deliver different, um, different syllabuses across the players and try and educate the coaches. But at the end mm. of it, players are still paying. So your better players within South Africa would still be going to, for instance, your IX Cape Towns or your Sundowns. They'd still be going in there rather oh, than going Chris, to an international have got, got a news,
0: news update for you with regards to IX Cape Town. They don't exist anymore, man. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've changed the name. They've gone. They got relegated. I don't even think they're NFD. I think they've dropped to Vodacom, but that, that I'm not entirely no. sure of. But sad. it's fair what you,
2: what you mentioned regarding that uh, that uh, those ties of academic players that came through those systems, like, you know, Stephen Pinard yeah. and the likes that actually worked up those type of systems to then work and play at those bigger uh, higher levels in
3: Europe. Yeah.
2: But it's quite yeah. interesting, man, that you, you have these uh, rules in place, like the categories. Do they get uh, adhered to very well? And if uh, they do, do they assist a lot in actually developing players in the, in the bigger scheme of things?
1: This is my personal opinion. It's a lot of box ticking, if I'm being honest. I think it was developed back in 2012 where the categories came in. And the idea behind it is good because it's there to try and fund the clubs to make them sustainable, to, to allow the players to come into academies, to give them the best facilities, to give them the best coaching, to give them the best amount of time to develop them as individuals and both in a team format. However, what I found as an academy coach, a lot of my time was logging Claudio's fifty-seven minutes that he played at the weekend, <laughs> giving him a breakdown. But this is after every session
0: and You can, developing... see, you can see Chris never coached me because I was a nineteen-year player. I don't know
1: fifty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was fifty-seven minutes out of sixty, so it's giving you good game time there.
3: You are trying to help his cause, yeah? yeah.
1: <laughs> but but you have to you have to adhere to things. So everything you do is log. So all the academies do do it. So they all log the all log the sessions, they all show you. But again, my frustration from an academy coach would be it kind of takes the creativity away from the coach. So by all means, have a skeleton and a syllabus to work from from the kids. But it kind of takes away that that little bit of creativity you have with a player where you see something you want to try and help and develop. And they do encourage you to do that, but still you've got some at the top within the academy saying, We need to adhere to this, we need to do this session because we've said we're going to do it. And it kind of becomes, in my in my mind, it became a bit stagnant and a bit robotic. Whereas I found yeah. when you're allowed to do, we'd have one or two sessions a week, we were allowed to go and work with small groups of like with the midfielders or whatever, and you could do your own stuff. And obviously, because the session flows a lot better, I just found it was much better to try and create an environment where you can kind of thrive from, we'll try things that might not work and we'll kind of figure it out ourselves rather than having, having a set point. And there's a lot of meetings that go in prior to that. You might get to the session at 4.30. Session doesn't start till 5.30, but you sit down with your academy manager or your, your head of the academy, go through the session, work through your different players, work through the ones that you want to try and um, function on in that session. We do loads of ILPs, which is just like individual learning plans, taking plays in yeah. and out. I might coach, Claudio might go and assist, and it's all about working together. So it is well thought out. My, I just think it's too much to, all, all the time. I think sometimes it just needs sounds, to be a, lot, a bit more fun and relaxed.
2: Yeah, it sounds like it leaves a lot a lot of room out of uh, or leaves the experimentation out of the picture. Like guys don't just get in and meet around and actually just see what they can come up with yeah. there and then.
1: I think I think with that as well, though, I think my ca- the counters kind of play devil's advocate on both sides. If you didn't have mm. that structure and you allowed coaches to do whatever, then you'd never be able to track what you're doing. So Mm. I I like the idea of the skeleton of this is what we're doing. Here's the picture that we're going to try and paint. But I just think sometimes coaches need to be trusted a lot more. And again, a lot of these coaches are part-time. So I'd be going for my job, speeding across, getting there as quick as I can, and that would become a second job. But it would require a lot of work in order to do that. I think that's the only thing that frustration comes from a lot of academy coaches over in the UK is the majority of us are part-time coaches so we don't get paid an awful lot to do what we, what we love. And, and again, we are privileged to be in that environment. But with anything, you're going to need time to dedicate it. So if you're working your nine to five and you're trying to get across, it becomes quite difficult.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a valid point. But one of the, one of the questions um, that are or were asked, um, Chris, is that, I mean, you've had the experience with South Africa and obviously the UK in terms of academies and talent. Obviously, the, the International Academy, like you said, is very different. However, if we're looking at Academy structures within South Africa, most of them are privatized anyway. So it's what the kids yeah. are, the ones that are able to afford it that benefit. But regards to, apart from that difference, what else, and everything that you mentioned, what is the real difference between how South Africa runs and the UK currently run?
1: I think it's just infrastructure. I think even though I was quite critical of just then saying about we, we we don't want to work off that and it's a bit rigid. I didn't see any of that within South Africa. And again, I only scratched the surface. So I can't be be hypercritical and say, oh, I saw this and this needs to happen. But a lot of the time, I think we have have like kind of the platform to allow players to come in. All the clubs have established for, if you're talking about Ajax Cape Town folding, look at all our, our lo- local teams have been around for 150 years as much as the professional teams have. I know grassroots teams in and around my area that I've been here for years and years and years, whereas people just kind of pop up and, oh, it's a brand new academy or it's this, it's that. There's no kind of heritage behind it and it keeps turning. There was some good, we, obviously, you know, from my time over there, Cloud, we worked with some grassroots ones to try and help with the venue and some great people involved. But the thing is, 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 to get your quality of coaching, you need your education. And your education comes from being able to dedicate the time. And again, it goes back to what I've just been saying if you're only throwing out part-time jobs for coaches, how are you supposed to thrust yourself into that to try and give your all to something when you're thinking, how am I going to feed my family? How am I going to get this in- involved? And you can't kind of dedicate. So I just think if there's more opportunities funded, but again, let's not, talk, let's not talk about your government, never mind our government, <laughs> to, try, to try and get that funding is, is going to be some frustration. And I bet so many South African coaches will tell you the same, that they want to do it because I came across some unbelievable coaches, some of the best I've ever worked with, and some great players, even within that small academy environment that I saw. I just think mm. it's the whole infrastructure. Again, it comes back down to funding. I know it sounds quite boring, but if you have the financial capacity to try and help players and teams, then you're going to thrive. You're going to give them more opportunities.
2: Mm. Yeah, That's, that's awesome. very fair. Yeah, and I, I've seen, like, a several instances in South Africa where, you know, you you find a lot of talent in different academies, but the pad, academies get run down because of funding. And Cape, uh, Ice Cape Town is a, quite a big example of that and, like, School of Excellence, which had produced a lot of players historically for the country, but now it's very difficult to actually say the funds are flowing that way. Um, do you find that the funds are speeding up the progression of younger players? So you, do you find, like, players are coming into the system younger and younger every year, professionally, that is.
1: They, they are, but it's kind of, they're coming in younger, but only because, for instance, that the higher clubs now are competing against each other. So, for instance, you can only, Liverpool, Man United, they can only have a certain mile radius of their academy. They can't just start going at under eight or, they have pre-academy at four and five now, trying to get players to come in now, what they can do to try and dangle the carrot to that player and, and parents is, for instance, if you go to Man City, the facility is phenomenal. So if you can show that facility early on, your better players mm-hmm. are going to are are go to the best facility. And it might be like kind of looking, thinking, oh, well, why would they not just go where the best environment is? But the best environment is where you feel more comfortable. If you go to a better facility and you feel like you've got more to do there, then you're going to be mm-hmm. literally be harboring your talent more. So I do... The facility is a big thing because it attracts the player, but it's got to be the environment created by the coaches and the staff within it. And I've seen some, I won't name the clubs, seen some amazing academies with kind of a toxic environment, almost sterile, literally like you're going into a doctor's. And I've seen other ones, which is like, <laughs> like a playground and it's literally like a zoo and it's too much. So it's trying to find that balance of having the right coaches and the right personality, but literally it's just it's allowing the kids just to make mistakes and, coming in and being pumped to come to coaching or come to training and just trying as Mm -hmm. much as they can. But it's it's getting younger and younger. Four and five by like pre-academy, they'll come in and they're signing at what? U8, U9 now. So like seven, eight years old they're signing. And then they can go for money there, which is ridiculous. Yeah, seven, eight. Yeah, (laughs) you can start to go. So like your basic players starting at like nines and tens, you can start going top categories for like a couple of grand per player. Okay. So it's it's crazy and
2: then it goes it sounds like it a... puts it sounds like it puts uh, school books and uh, classes at risk oh.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's that's, <laughs> a, that's an interesting question is i think one of the things that came out today in sky sports is that um they said how lockdown has impacted academy hopefuls and one of the things that they were saying obviously and wonga is actually very clued up with this with his kuva coaching because he does that here in south africa Is actually one of the coaches i wanted to send you away i think when you were around here oh, you're gonna nice. get to meet him just now um, but they've got an app, obviously Coover International Franchise, they've got an app where they do ball mastery sort of thing. So how much has that happened now in, the, in all these academies, especially your Liverpools and, 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 have they moved to apps and things like that to try and coach these kids during this period?
1: So obviously because the lockdown was like, it was eased and brought back in. So they were allowed to get certain players in for a certain amount of time. It's only right. since this last lockdown that it's kind of dropped off again. But Liverpool, Liverpool United, have, the, the facilities and stuff that they have is ridiculous. So they're sending programs home. So whether they're sending interactive Zoom calls and they're meeting up with the players and just saying, all the players log on, this is what you need to go and do per se is homework. So they're still getting to do it, but they're not, they can't do what they do within an academy. They're literally just keeping the players ticking. It's very similar to how the teaching capacity would be now, be able to send a body of work home. But you know, you know, as much as anyone, if you sit there and just read a book, it's not going to be as interactive as someone trying to take you through it, test you, put you yeah. up against things. There's always so much one on one, ball against the wall or SAQ stuff you can do in your own garden without having that one v one environment or competing with your three V threes at younger ages. You're not you're not going to get that in a lockdown environment. And hundred percent I'd say some form of mini regression. I don't I don't think kids are gonna kind of go backwards, but they're not going to be able to progress because they're not going to have the interactivity. Whether it's kids playing out on the street, they're not allowed to go and play out on the street. Mm. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
0: it is but, crazy. But something
1: they get, it. They're yep. getting their work home. They're getting their work home 100%. The, the top academies, even the smaller academies, are getting interactions with the players as much as they can. They're doing all they can at the academies.
2: Mm. But I guess that like... Um, the feedback that players would get once they're interacting with other players on the ground, live. Some might be better than them on the day. They'd have to improve
1: on certain instances. It
2: would be a lot of feedback that they'd, they'd be getting from other players around them.
1: That, that, beats, they, that, beats, the any, that beats any coaching. Any, any 1v1, 2v2, any competition beats any coaching in my mind. Unless you've mm. got that competition and you're breathing against each other and you're literally competing and working each other out working out the puzzle, like I said, making those mistakes. We're just there to guide you. We're not there to give you every little bit of information or you do create a robot. You want that thinking play. You want the person to try and figure it out and be a problem solver.
0: Right, and that pretty much, Chris, thank you very much for that insight. No I think worries. it's time now. I think it's time now for us to, to jump into the, the normal, the usual show that we do. Thank get you very much. Get yeah, we're yeah, we're going to yeah. we get them in. We're going to discuss the Premier League report. <laughs> We've got your expertise. Wonga, you're right. So here we go. Chris so Wonga is the guy who's currently a Kuva coach. We've got Matinho. He is—he just solves all sort of creative problems. Goes into corporate <laughs> institutions and things, and then you United sort of fan. You know what I think about United fans, Chris? Yeah, he's, Matthew, a, he's a he's a he's a, he's a fun, financial guy. Yeah, and you, went, do you On want? On that note, to you? Chris.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which team do you support, sir? So?
1: I'm a Man United fan. My United oh, fan. Yes. oh, yes. Oh, yes. Chris, you another one. Oh, yes. Cheers.
0: Yes, 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 yes. No. Oh, Have you guys ever heard of you know, a Liverpool Academy coach supporting United? I you imagine get, I that. that. I had to keep on the wraps for so long. You know that, plan, yeah. <laughs> like, can I tell you, how, how I met Chris, this was the best. how I met him was he came, obviously, he was, yeah, South Africa with a whole bunch of the other Liverpool Academy coaches. And the the head coach at <laughs> the time comes to me and he says, "Listen, we're gonna play someone here, and I, I want you to meet him, and I want you like to take him out and all that sort of thing." Not not that I had to do that because Chris made himself um, very open, came to me and said like how things are going. But he said he's like his name's Anthony. He's like, "Listen, uh, Claudio, but there's one thing you need to know about him, and it's um, I know you're a diehard Liverpool fan, but." And you got to keep this on the on the low, but he, he supports Man United. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my, whole,
1: my whole mind just went, I was like, oh no. And then when I told Chris, and I
0: told Chris it's the best, it was the first thing I said to him, was like, he's like, hey, you know, Cloud, my name's Chris. I was like, yeah, I heard you support United. He's like, who told you that? Yeah, <laughs> Who told you? Yeah, that? Oh yeah. wow, man! Look well, for him, man. Looking,
4: for the, looking for the rivals. You could have, you could have like spiked some, you know, some drinks and uh, some, <laughs> some of the juice, whatever. Every time you when they you play United, it was
1: hard. Every time we had to speak, I had to say we, oui, and I was like, oh, this is hurting. I had to say we. we, we, we.
0: Oh
1: man. Oh, man.
0: So that's, that's, that's his dark secret um but well let's done for about...
2: the talent that you've helped produce at uh, Liverpool
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: by the way actually before we carry on with the, who's the
4: who's like the best academy product that you that you, that's come through like you know that you've seen that's maybe i don't know gone on to become pro or or just didn't make it you know
1: well, I think I think probably recently, work, working at Wigan Athletic, there's a player who got sold to, I can see you down in the bottom corner, to Spurs, Alfie Devine. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. he's literally he's got... been on the bench. He was at 16, I think he was on the bench last week. He is incredible. And he was a, he a release, he's from Liverpool. He got released at 12 or 13 from Liverpool. And a lot of players wow. go on to Wigan Athletic. And he is, for me, as a purist, technically he's just got everything. He's got an engine to travel and get round. Comfortable on both feet, confident, fearless, proper, proper player. And still puts himself about a bit. If you've seen some of the clips, I think it was in Danny Drinkwater, wasn't he? when he when he's getting involved in that. Oh, no, no, that's yeah, my yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's well, he's cool. uh, he's he's a solid youngster. He really is good. I didn't actually realise this from Wigan. That's really cool.
1: Oh, he's grounded as well, mate. Such a lovely kid. I hope he does so well. Yeah, I mean Spurs.
5: We're quite lucky. We get quite a lot of youngsters who come through our youth teams. Not always right from under eight, under nine, but we get quite a lot of guys. They don't all make it, but they always, they, they always seem to really love Spurs and stay kind of in touch with the club. You look at the likes of Ryan Mason, you know, and and, and he didn't. It's, didn't, it, it's yeah. by
1: far my favorite academy I've ever been to. Spurs. It's incredible.
5: That's it's so it, wow. honestly,
1: honestly, like it is in terms, Like I was saying before, the the city has almost like an airport feel. Like, it's too mm-hmm. big, it's a bit empty, but listen, it's still amazing. Liverpool's is, it's brand new facility, it's incredible, but the, the feeling down at Spurs was, we took the 16s down there. It's, it, oh, such, such a good place. Good people as well. Yeah. That's hey, cool.
4: wow. Wow, you guys are doing something I mean, right there, Spurs are winning it, Yeah, look,
0: no. <laughs> It's great that you've given Matt this validation because we hear every week giving him shit about his side, and you're actually telling him he's doing something right. I'm convinced.
2: I think we should start reviewing. And this week is no different. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: But <laughs> well, let's start let's start with one of, the games. one of the games we're gonna because we normally on this show in particular we normally talk about the upcoming fixtures but because these sort of fa cup results happen this week we're just going to touch on them the first game obviously for the two united fans that we have and also i don't know why we always end up with two united fans this is not, and yeah anyway um yeah Man united something has to
4: get solved yet.
0: <laughs> so, man United winning one 0 guys. What what are your thoughts about that? I'm going to sort of settle, and then we'll move on to Chris in terms of the actual game and the performance and the result.
4: Ah, man, it was the uh, first half. We started off not too badly, actually. Um, you know, we created some chances, uh, but the second half was just flat. Like, it was it was boring. You know, um, I almost fell asleep. Um, so you know, you have to wonder uh, with that with, with the lineup that we had. Um, and I think also now a lot of United fans are coming out, trying to target or trying to ask questions about Donny Fendebek, um and saying that he didn't have a great game, which is unfortunate because um, you know a player needs to be played in a you know preferred position, or a player may be playing to the tactics of the coach. Because seemingly um, the tactics for, from the from the coach was to for him to be right up with Martial. Um, and what would then happen is that he would often run past him, and then he would make the run past past Martial, but the ball doesn't go to him, you know what I mean? Um, so he didn't get much touches in the game, he didn't affect the game much, but I think the tactics weren't 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 the right tactics for him, because he's a, he's a player that wants to, you know, you play him the ball, he gets the ball, he releases it quickly, one-two, one-two, you know what I mean, that axe a- type football um, that he wants to, obviously, get the ball and play it around, obviously, and he's not like a Bruno Fernandes player who's going to Sit on the ball for a bit, um, create space, and then obviously make a make a pass or or or, or get get some space to make a shot for himself. Um, so I think the tactics for for Donny weren't great, and obviously now you know the United fan base will just ask questions, you know, saying, "Hey, he's not the right man for for Man United and so forth." You know, which is unfortunate, man. I I think he just needs to be given a run of games, and also it's tough for a player who doesn't play for a month. And then has to play a game. The intensity won't be at the level of the other players. You know what I mean? Um, Taylor did play well. Um, he's another player who doesn't get much game time, but he did play well. Um, also, it showed it showed that the fact that they only took him off um, into extra time, which showed normally if if a player's not doing well, they might bring on a, a Luke Shaw, who's obviously um, a, um, uh, who's having a great season. But but Tellez had a great game, but. Yeah man it's uh it's an interesting one i think solsha needs to needs to you know you need to attack man you know um you can't it's just little... um, sit back for too long oh. you know
2: it sounds like even oh. if donny van der beek has three or four good games his his prospect of like solidifying his position in this man united squad over the season are very very slim
4: hey man it's it's um it's a it's a tough one it's a sad one i don't know if you saw when he came off he had this look on his face, guys. Like yeah. He looked so sad. I felt I felt bad for him. You know, he, he looked across and then he kind of saw that Bruno's about to come on. He's like, oh, when Bruno's about Again. to come on, that, that means I'm coming off. You know, whereas maybe Solskjaer should have rather uh, removed, removed uh, what's this, remove Matic, put Donny next to Fred and then bring on Bruno, you know. Um, and obviously he didn't do that, um, so it's unfortunate. But these things happen, you know. I don't, I don't know. Obviously, how how Chris feels about the situation of Donny and and the performance. No. Before, Chris,
0: before Chris, before you give your opinion, uh, Wonga, you wanted to say something. I can see something, something itching. No, you... I just,
6: yeah, I just wanted to ask you, don't you? Do you think that Donny? I mean, even given what you're saying in terms of now they're playing out of position. He hasn't played for long, and now when you play him, you play out of position. Completely different things that to what the guy has usually been doing. I mean, do you not think... Could you classify Donny van van der Beek as a a panic buy from Solskjaer? I I, I don't see see how how they use it. My
4: my honest opinion is that Donny Hmm. was a signing from the club and not a signing from Solskjaer. That's what I feel. I feel. That's what I feel. Yeah,
1: Yeah, agreed. I think... I think you're talking about him playing out of position. He, he played. He played in that ten role. It's just the fact that within Ajax, they, they only had one sitting midfielder. They allow two people to go and wrong. I hmm. think. I think you you summed it up perfectly. That he literally just played on the back line. And the fact is, we had we had Fred <laughs> trying to play balls that he. he breaks the game up really well for me, Fred. But tries to do far too much. It's like he gets. It's like an excited kid. Breaks the ball and he looks to try, you give it five yards, and he wants to try and turn him or try and play a 40 yard pass, which isn't in yep. his locker. So, yeah. I would have liked to have seen. I'd like to see because when I think there's a Champions League game when Van der Beek played is pretty much like an eight, I'd like to see him that mm. little bit deeper. Mm. If you're going to play a McTommy Tommy or a Fred sitting, playing with Bruno, allow him to link and, like you just said before, use your one twos to get up the pitch and try and link play. Whereas, him trying to get in behind constantly when the ball was just going wide, I think we had got some stats down here, 17 attempts, three off target, five on. So look how many, he's like, it's like nine block shots because it was just stifled yeah. when it got to the back six. They just sat in and blocked it. It was a painful game, but I'm, I'm confused why he didn't, his subs wind me up. Solskjaer He takes too long
4: He's never made a substitution <laughs> Within 15 minutes of the second half He's never made a substitution in the 60th minute He makes a start 75th minute That's oh. the average well, Marshall's walking around. Yeah,
1: Marcello's walking around In 85th minute comes on 85th minute The game was there to be won they were poor West Ham, mm. and they, and they've been they've been pretty good to be fair in a good uh, good bit of form. I expected quite a an open game, but. I'm,
0: I'm just guys, blindsided. I just want to say one thing. Firstly, it's been 32 minutes, and not one of you have said "Happy Birthday" on the show. Oh no! Happy Birthday, <laughs> i going to be on the show
3: for two minutes, man. I
4: want to be on the show for two minutes. The next thing I want to say, I think
0: Kevin. Has guys, today's a Thursday. It's pre-match community. What we're going to do is those of us that have drinks. Kevin, you choose a name of a player. As soon as you choose that name, every time you type it, we have to take a sip of drink, and that's how we're going to play it. See, Chris is packing. I know he's doing a while. I don't know know if you've got something to drown your sorrows on.
4: Don't worry. You know, man. The supply is always good. All
0: right, Kevin, so don't take your time. We need a name ASAP. You give us a name, and as soon as that name pops up, you know we're going to take a sip. Wong has even even got something to drink today. Look at that. Yeah. Water.
4: Water. It's it's nice to have another United fan, so I can ask you, you know, there's something that Solskjaer likes to do um when he subs right is that he subs the wrong player often yeah. right right so 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 and 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 when when man united plays especially when we have um greenwood uh, martial and uh, rashford on the field right i always feel sometimes oh in this game for instance it should have been either rashford or martial either or yeah. not 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 greenwood because i felt that greenwood was having a better game than the other two you know what I mean? So, uh, whereas Mollel, in the first half especially, he was holding up the ball while well, linking up nicely. Um, and then Rashford does this thing, where, which I hate so much. He runs directly towards a player and then just runs and then he loses the ball. He doesn't have that final, I don't know, try to pass it or try to cross it. You know, he just runs straight and he closes himself down. And I'm like, what are you doing, Rashford? You know what I mean? Just make the right decision at the right time. You know, so so I think that... Um, um, Ole always makes the wrong sub when he does make a sub so what do you think about that in terms of like Greenwood always being the person that, that gets subbed?
1: I think he has like his go-to safe options the same when you are saying before about Tellers getting limited game time it's Tellers for sure at 65 minutes whether he's played well or he's not and it's the yeah. same when you're saying no like I don't see Marshall as a nine anyway I think he's been thrust into that position because we didn't have it so it obviously wasn't working and we need someone to try and work those two centre hours so that should have been done at 60 minutes as well the Greenwood one, I think there's an element of him trying to protect him. But I agree with you from the other night. I think he was the kind of that lie-wire from the right-hand side. I don't think he's been playing his best recently. But again, it's so difficult. You mentioned with Beat they're coming in and out and dropped in for 10, to, uh, 10 15 minutes. There's no impact. And then you, you're taking him off after 60 minutes. So it's just, I just think with his, with his substitutions as well, he never seems to change it tactically. It's always like for like.
3: True, yeah, true. Yeah, he he yeah. just
1: goes, like you say, and then he'll just go, Greenwood off. I'll put Rashford from the left over to the right where he's ineffective. And highlighting on Rashford, my, my frustration comes as well. I think the reason why he's not a world-class player is his decision-making. He's got yeah. the elements to his game, his pace, his finishing, but it's always there in glimpses. It's not there consistently. It's always, it's always that extra touch or he wants to do something a little bit too extravagant in, in the yeah. wrong time, wrong place. So it's just yeah. that ruthlessness. I don't think we've got enough ruthless players who mm. are going to take the opportunity? Same with Marshall. Marshall's got so much talent. It's so frustrating because it's just he it just saunters around the pitch at the moment. I don't know if he's just, low on confidence or mm. what it is. Yeah,
4: it's not. It's not. It's not ruthless to 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 be a player that maybe scores like a, a four goals in a game type of thing.
1: No, not, not when he burst on the scene. It looks like it looks like it almost like a mini Henry about two three years ago when he mm. bursts on the scene with his finishing. Then he's just not kicked on. I mean, last he's got he got Ballon d'or, He's got a Ballon d'Or thing in his contract. But, but he gets a bonus with Ballon d'Or. I mean, that's crazy. But <laughs> last season was great.
4: Last season was was great for him. Um, you know, you know, obviously the, the, the amount You're of goals killing, he's and and, and, and the assist and, the assist and assist he had. I think this season has just obviously been, you know, um, you know, some rocked with some confidence. Uh, he hasn't been at at the at the peak that he showed last season. Um, so obviously, I think. You know, it's been good that, um, you know, we've got at least a Cavani option so he can actually yeah. bench. Uh, but, you know, to go forward for the rest of the season, we do need him, Greenwood, or Rashford to actually contribute um, towards the goals because you can't just, you know, look at Bruno the whole time and then look at Cavani. Um, you just need to have the other guys contributing.
1: But if you're, yeah. to- if you're talking about your front four, your front four for me is Rashford off the left, Cavani, Bruno in behind, and then Greenwood off the right. I don't think Marshall gets into the picture for me. Don't think, I don't think he's effective enough.
0: There we go, lads. The name is Hudson Adore. Kevin he's made it. I'll throw it to dry. Yeah. Great name, great
4: name. Yeah. <laughs> that's, All right. that's his. That's his favorite player. <laughs>
2: oh, shout out! It's a good player. Shout out to that, Kevin.
0: Before we move on from the, the Man United sort of thing, we've got two United fans here. And the question I know, if, you, if you've been following us, you know the sort of heated debates Selon and I have about Martial. Um, cool but question, the question I want to ask, and this is an open one and this is a fair one. I want to know, realistically, the future for the player. Do you guys, as a club, should you start looking to offload this player or do you want to you wanna hang on to him? Because personally, you know what I would do. Everyone here knows what I would do.
4: Yeah, yeah I, think, I, think, I, think, I think I think I think Claudio would do a swap deal for Firmino. That's what I, Claudio would do.
3: Out, that, that's
4: what Claudio. get a defensive striker. That's what Claudio would do. A
0: training order. I'll put it a training order for last you. Anyway, you he
4: would, would at least take someone who's, who at least tries to score some goals who doesn't even try, doesn't even try.
0: against yeah, Man City that was a hell of a strike man at least he runs but my, my question is before you deflect that's a deflection the Man he <laughs> has to answer a tough question now
4: yeah no I think I think I think I think he still he still has a role to play within Man United um, he's yeah he just played his 250th game um, together with Rashford um, uh, during the week and what I think there's, 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 that's are quite similar um, just that Rashford has four more goals um in the time and I think the assists Marshall has more assists than Rashford in the 250 games. Um, you know, you you need you need to always have um, quality options uh within 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 a squad. Um so I think right now he isn't a starter, right? Um and that that that's just because of the form that he's shown. That he hasn't been on form, but he definitely does deserve to be within the squad. You know what I mean? Um if you look at a team like Liverpool who's got zero quality on the bench. Um whereas Man United you do need some you do need you do, whereas Man United whereas Man United you do need, you need to have you still need to have you, you still need to have quality on the bench. You know what I mean? So I think I think right now he's 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 on the bench and yeah you need to have quality on the bench. You know what I mean? I don't think there's I don't think there's any other bench player currently who's Who's I think than Kevin. Him, you
0: know? I think Kevin's saying it. Time to move on, Chris. Final thing in terms of yes or no: Do you keep him? Don't you keep him?
1: Uh Get rid.
0: Get rid. There we go. Yeah. Solid. This is a football man, sailor. Do you understand that? Football <laughs> man. Oh, okay. Wow! 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 wow.
4: wow. No wow. Also, I'd also be a football man if I'm try, trying to get into top four. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. no one's struggling here doesn't do this like anyway okay FA results Everton 5 Spurs 4 Matt what the oh. hell happened here Bale ruled himself out of this game he wasn't even on the bench
5: yeah look yeah. I think part of me thinks maybe Mourinho did this on purpose because we've been complaining there's been so many Spurs fans complaining about Mourinho and I wonder if he was like you know doing that thing where like you see what you had before me you know because there we are scoring 4 conceding 5 it was a very Spurs kind of especially 5 goals 5 individual errors led to it the, defensively, we were just off. It was fantastic to see us going at a game. Don't get me wrong; it was awesome to see the team really having a go and scoring some goals. We haven't done that in ages. And oh. and, and and in the in the from an attacking perspective, there were some really good performances. Son and Kane were again kind of they, they found one another and they were both looking dangerous the whole game. And um, you know the, the there was some Winks was a bit off when he came on, but defensively we were just all over the place. Lloris had a bit of a bit of a man. Yeah, he could tell us about it in more detail, but he really looked off. Just seemed to, re- and I think I think the, the the first one kind of threw him, and then from there he didn't recover. Mm. But even it wasn't just him. To be fair, the entire defence. I mean, Alvaro was giving way too much space away in and around the edge of the box. He wasn't. He wasn't his usual kind of. He's normally very reliable. He keeps tight. He does his job. He's always in the right place. And that was off. And it was weird watching the game. You start to get a sense of inevitability about it. You know, as a Spurs fan, you kind of know this feeling. Like. We're going to lose this game. We're going to give it away. There's and and I didn't. To be honest, I was surprised we came back from three-one down. It felt like it was, it was like I said, it, it was a weird one because there were positives, and we obviously don't expect ourselves to 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 we to. There was a, a big part of the Spurs support we're like we're probably going to end up giving away the FA Cup anyway because we've got other things we want to focus on. Um, we want to lose more extravagantly in Europe and more extravagantly in the league, for example, um, but, <laughs> and not overwork Kane and Son. <laughs> exactly and. But at the same time, it was it was slightly frustrating because if we'd been slightly tighter at the back, you know, just done what we've been doing for for quite a large part of the season, we we could have come away from this game at least four one or four um, two. So it was not frustrating to see those those individual errors kind of play a big role, and um, <laughs> at the same time as being exciting to see us attacking and that. And but uh, yeah, just overall a very a very weird frustrating game, and um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm kind of in two minds about. i at the moment I'm a bit sort of confused by Spurs in general. We're just I don't know what we're yeah. doing at the. I'm, I'm very kind of. Yeah,
2: I've, I've heard you mention that it's been frustrating when Spurs win, and it's been frustrating when Spurs lose. So yeah. I don't know which way you actually want these frustrations.
0: <laughs> these Tottenham fans—they run by Daniel Levy. They just never content, bro. That's that's. <laughs> it's tough. It's
5: tough. You know what it is? I think what, what set us up for failure was if you asked us at the beginning of the season, a lot of Spurs fans weren't expecting a great season from us. We'd kind of had a mixed bag in, in, in Operation Restart last season, and we, we it didn't feel like we were going to start this season off really well. And then especially after the first result against Everton, it was kind of like, well, that's that. We're going to have a terrible season. And then we played really well for a really long time. We had that fantastic period. Some really good results against City. We really, obviously, did well against Arsenal, which at the time wasn't a big thing because it turned out Arsenal were shit for ages back then. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> still
5: are. They still
1: are.
0: Still are. <laughs> <laughs> before you continue, Matt, look at that forty-nine undefeated. He still got that shirt. I don't know where that came because that hasn't been up the whole season. It's, <laughs> the it's the first time. Wait, it's the first time actually. I couldn't believe
5: I'm confused. This thing has been here. It's been 49, <laughs> 49, what, months since you were undefeated for an extended period of time. So, <laughs> No one's done better. It's fine. <laughs> no one's done better. That's what we all <laughs> But, um, yeah, look, I think it's, it's weird. If we hadn't done so well, if we hadn't had that period of that purple patch of doing really well, I think Spurs fans would kind of be fairly happy with where we're sitting because we're progressing nicely. We've obviously done well in the Carabao Cup and we're looking at, we're doing all right in the Europa League and that. Um, but I think because we played so well for that period of time, we kind of saw what this team could do if everything clicked. Yeah. And,
3: mm. and that's
5: what's frustrating now is to kind of, now that we've progressed, it's sort of like you guys were doing this right just a couple of weeks ago. What's what's going on? What's missing? Oh and man. it's hard to say what it is because it's, it's largely the same players. It's definitely, it, it seems to be the same kind of approach, but the intensity is not quite there. And I think that's what's, that's what's kind of upsetting Spurs fans. Because the thing, and it's also Mourinho's a victim of his own success because he's the kind of manager where when he does well, you forgive the other things. The style might be a bit stagnant and he's a bit of an angry young man. But, you know, the, the, when, <laughs> when, when it starts to turn against him, when we're not getting the results, then you start to see like, but he's playing negative football and we're losing and he's getting angry all the time. It's sort of like, you know, that now it's not worth it. You're not worth the yeah. drama. And so that kind of that, that kind of
0: goes yeah, against yeah, him. I, and I've seen a yeah, lot of talk worry, about like, it's like Mourinho had this moment, right? We all know when he was great, he was amazing. You know, he was entertaining, he was fun. He had like this sort of tongue and cheek sort of way. And then it started not going. So he went to Madrid, he came back, and everything was so cynical and bitter. And even that's what happened with these last couple of jobs at United and the Spurs. He came in a little bit like slightly more humble. There was a little bit more of that tongue and cheek. Be like, oh, this is somewhat yeah. the shadow of the the old Mourinho that we know. And now slowly these I don't know if he's just frustrated with the tools that he's working with in terms of the players that he has. Or, I mean, we know he rested he Kane yesterday and the result was crazy. It's just, it's like the impact that the one player has. But something I want to ask in particular, this whole Bale scenario, Wonga is a huge advocate for Bale, huge. And I'm curious now with regards to what we've all agreed upon and like we, we're writing this guy off. And I'm going to ask you now, Wonga, and then I want to follow up with what Chris thinks. In terms of, would you still stick with this guy, Wonga? Even after everything, in terms of how this is all played out,
6: hmm. yeah, I mean, look the way it's going now, Claudio. I mean, it's 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 things that are developing. Um, that's an that's I wouldn't
4: have. I already drank, so... I mean, what, what I was thinking from <laughs> it doesn't from, work like from, that. Like... Well.
6: Him <laughs> <laughs> coming it's from good. Madrid, not playing. <laughs> What's he <like>? doing? No, no, I was
3: drinking. Yeah. <laughs>
6: so what I was saying is oh yeah, so him coming from Madrid, um I, I was look, he's a world-class player, number one. Let's put it out there. Everyone knows that what he's capable of doing. Um for me, I was I was thinking that, you know, he's obviously I'm not I'm not too sure what's happening with, with his life, or whatever he's decided. But you think a man on the bench who likes playing soccer would want to play, comes back home to um the team where he was successful at. Um and, I mean, geez, even if he gave Tottenham 60, 70% of what he could do, it would still be good. And, I mean, that's what I, I thought. At least he could be able to give them. But now it's looking... Hey, I don't know, man. The guy's not playing. I don't yeah. know if it's... What, and he it's, wants to sit in the, the stands.
3: So. Yeah,
6: so... Now you're trying to wonder, what is the problem? <laughs> is it Madrid or is it really... this guy or is this guy is just the problem now? He's just tired now. Now he just doesn't play. Um So... But look, I'll always be—I'll always um, like the guy for what he's done in football. He can say Tottenham screw you, and I'll even like him even more. Um, but <laughs> but honestly, I think I, there's nothing—there's nothing, there's nothing he can do for me to to hate the guy. There's nothing he can do. He's, he's a quality player. He, when he when he was on form, I do Not him. him. I don't understand this. He's <laughs> not no,
0: playing. I, I,
4: Claudio, come on, he's Claudio.
0: Not playing.
4: I'm telling you, there's a player at Everton that you appreciate, don't you? <clears throat> I'm not going to answer yeah, the question. A couple of players.
6: The nice the thing about Bill as well, the, the thing I like about Bill is um, he started off, remember he started off at the left wing, many doubts about him um, and him becoming actually a professional yeah. footballer, never, never, never let alone becoming uh, one of the best players in the world and getting signed from legit. The there were uh, huge doubts about him. Um, but Wongo, but Wongo, they, what
0: you're talking about, what you're talking about is his story, and he he's got a great story. He reached the his height, and now the issue is we, yes. we're talking about the now the present. He's gone from Madrid. That's, he looks like He looks tired. And now you you're still saying you like him for what you'll remember him for, not about what he's doing now. No, I
3: that's
6: think what I'm that's saying. The, I'm saying,
3: look, uh, now he's, actually, he's, he's going. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
6: He's yep. Sorry, man. So, sorry, I must be continue. Continue.
5: I mean, I, I can relate to that a lot because I mean, as a Spurs fan, especially, you know, I saw when Bale came up and he was—he he joined us as a left back from Southampton. You know, yep. weird orangutan-looking dude, and he, like, three, yeah. he <laughs> played for us for a full solid year before he actually won a game in a Spurs shirt. And everyone was kind of, especially because when he came through as a left back, we still had Okotu there, and everybody loved him. So he never really yeah. looked like he was going to make it then. Moved him up to the left wing, and it was a revelation. Like, overnight, his game changed, and he blew yeah. up. And The stuff he did for us was incredible, and he was a world class player. And that, that that's I'm definitely not arguing with that. And I think that's what makes it really hard because then you see him come back, and we want that memory, we want that feeling, that whole and that period in Spurs history was fantastic. We had Modric and Fanafar, and you know, Defoe and Keane at their peak, and that and it was just such a fantastic time to be such a fun time to be a Spurs fan. Not that we won anything, but it was just. <laughs> And Matt, think, do
2: you think do you think it could be about position, like the position he's playing that he's playing out of? His
0: I don't know, his I mean, correct position. Guys, he ruled himself out of the game yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had one session, he had a training it session. The truth. Had, I, would the well. I would do that the coach. as well. Man. He said, No, I need to go spend more time with the sports science team. I'm feeling something's tight. The asked after the game ring was even like, um. It's well. I can't talk about Bales, It's not yet number one. Number two is like I can't talk about an injury. The oak City had something tight and he wants to do extra work. What like this is a typical I like you know. All thinks he's working at at Madrid. Then you've got Kane. You're strapping both those ankles, putting in something to get to get something. I mean, look at the talk and cheese of the players. Yeah, going mean,
5: He's written yeah, that. O- say and and I think there was there was a time where where um who was it was at uh, at City where where um Guardiola had one of those player who he said he needs to, you know, you, need, you can't tell someone they're not sore. And um, I think that there is that issue where players have got to know their own bodies and, and kind of say how far they can push it. And then you do get players like Kane. Kane would play if he was in a wheelchair. That's just the player he is. Mm. But bail is obviously at the moment. And I think a lot of it's down to to, to the relationship that he has with the coach. Um, obviously, also, he kind of sees himself as different um, to a certain extent, given where he's come from and what he's, what he's achieved in the game. Which isn't being borne out by his influence at Spurs is the truth of it. He's not in our starting eleven at the moment, um, not on current form, and that's mm. that's really hard. And and I think what makes it difficult for Spurs fans is that we want him to be what he was, and the the. But you, you, in truth, when it comes up time for renewal of this or or, or sending him back, we're going to send him back because there's he has to go it back. Won't leave, it won't leave. It, it's not going to damage the side for him to go back to Madrid. Um, it's really sad because we've got memories. But, you know, but in the same way that we're it not going to find the file with Darren Anderton again, we can't really keep Bail around.
2: How much <laughs> longer <laughs> does his, his loan it agreement even it. have? Like, it's four more months and he has to go yeah. back. There's no way he's going to yeah. be able to salvage all of this now.
5: Yeah. Been no
0: Chris, talk you've been very year. quiet, Chris. You've been... Like, I'm just, I'm just no taking no all this no no no. no. in. I'm taking all this in. It's like, typical he waits to see everything and then he's like, Okay, let me give my assessment now. Let me check. It's, it's, it's a different <laughs> club as
4: well, man. You know what I mean? It doesn't have um, <laughs> any attachment. He has attachment to the Still greatest up. club in you England. See, Chris, you see, now all of a sudden, <laughs> you're our
0: <best> mate. <laughs> you know, you met, met Seller while you were in South Africa. Yeah?
4: You met the right class meeting. I know. Chris, you must let me know when you're in South Africa again, man. I'm gonna, I'll take you out. We'll go, some, we'll go for some beer tasting. All on me, man. <laughs> it would
1: be, be, be a couple of days event then, it would be a good few days. Exactly, thank you.
3: <laughs> No, no, just,
1: just, just to sum up the bail, I was I was so excited to see him coming back. I think you kind of alluded to the fact of how good he was. I didn't expect to see him the same player, but I thought he'd probably play a different role. I thought he'd play more as a centre-forward when he was coming in, just to allow him to get into his shape and kind of allow him to lead the line. but. For someone who hasn't played played for three years, you can't just keep dipping him in and out and expecting to come on and be explosive. Yeah, Even when he played when he played against Marine, I can't tell you how low that level is compared to the Premier League. And all credit yeah. to Marine and the FA Cup, he just he just he's not bothered. He's picked what is he picking up? Is it three hundred grand? Yeah, that he's getting like that. How, what, what 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 needs to motivate him? He's literally just come back here probably to converse with his family, be closer to home, and that's it. The, there's no yeah, there's way a pandemic he's, going
2: he's, on, you know.
1: He's not. He's not. Mo- yeah, he, he, excuse the come is He's not motivated. There's no way he's motivated. I mean, the day he signed, he was teeing off with Daniel Levy. He's playing golf, like having having a medical. Yeah. He's playing. golf. There's like. It, it shows him on the golf course. He's not fussed. I'm so I'm disappointed because I was excited and I did think I didn't think he'd be it explode back onto the scene. But I did think there'd be moments of brilliance where he'd either score a couple of worldies and you start going, oh well, okay, he's useful for you. He'd come off the bench mm-hmm. and be an impact. But even when he yeah. played, I think I can't remember what game it was, he played like 65 minutes and he just he kept looking over at the bench, just like, no, I'm not bothered. I'm not I mean, bothered. And, and not, it is he, a real shame like... it's such a shame. Because yeah. he was he, he... he was phenomenal. And as well, I, I think I think whatever's happened in Madrid is has caused this. And it can't just be the player, but I think the players just can't yeah. give up. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and
2: he's kind of pecked his bags. He's kind of like saying, Look, he's content. Let Let me just take his money. I'll I'll
1: just finish the career out. I mean, as soon as I saw that, what was that flag that he put up when he was playing for Wales? Yeah, (laughs) like Uh, like, Wales, 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 off Madrid. Yeah, done. He was done then. (laughs) That was it. He was done. I just don't think (laughs) he's motivated. Like, it's such a shame for for Spurs because when you hear about it on paper, when you would have had like Son, Kane, and then you had like the likes of Morales, that is such an exciting from five Uh, it's like amazing and then he's just done nothing Mourinho must be like pretty pissed as well the fact that he can't get anything out of him because he's had the relationship prior to it as well
2: even Uh, in the change room the the fact that you mentioned Son and Kane in the change room those two players they're like uh, national team captains you know they're the type of players that'll uh, liven everybody up in the change room to have a, a bail in there saying look I'd rather sit in the stands is quite concerning it's very very concerning because you yeah. know the players around him would put 110%, 150%. And also,
5: part of that is also a, a, a Mourinho thing. He does seem to, wherever he goes, there does always seem to be a certain set of players who end up on the outside. And Spurs, it's happened yeah. to Ali. Yeah. You look at him, he's kind of, he seems to be sort of fed up with the whole project and just sort of happy to sit on the outskirts, which is also a shame because that's another player who has had a wonderful career at Spurs and has done so much for us as a club. And he's become completely yeah. ineffectual in the yeah. Mourinho era. And it's weird mm. because Mourinho is one of those coaches who you can point to individuals in our squad who've clearly benefited from his presence. You know, guys like Aurier and Ndombele and Sissoko who've and, and even Kane and Son, that, not that they were bad before, they were phenomenal before, but they've gone up a level since Mourinho's been yes. here. But at the same time, there's other players who've oh, had no. their games completely shut down. Yeah. And he does seem to be that kind of coach who either you're gonna do the things the way I want and you're gonna be phenomenal, or I'm gonna ignore you and you're gonna have a horrible couple of years. And that is mm. that's another thing. That, that's something to consider. It is a shame because overall, you know, you look at when, when we lost Pochettino, it was horrible. It was gutting. But when Mourinho came in, on balance, there's been a lot of positives and it, there are good things. And I'm I'm pleased that he's been there and I'm, I'm pleased with what we've done and what, how we've progressed in a lot of ways. When you try to think about it in, you know, unemotional terms and just think about it intellectually, what we've done over the course of his time there, I think mostly it's been positive. But then there are these niggling doubts, like what's happened to Ali? Why is he not able to get the best from Bale? You know, why are we still kind of um, not solid at the back and stuff? But there's, I think it is – the, the thing with Mourinho is that if he doesn't give you silverware, he doesn't give you enough to, to want him around. Whereas with Pochettino, he never won us a trophy. But I'd take him back in a heartbeat um, just because of what he did for the club in terms of making us fun and lovable and, and you could see the squad all loved each other.
2: Yeah, oh, yep. exactly. I think when Mourinho came over to Tottenham, we were worried about you know the Tottenham players being a little bit too soft for that kind of a manager. Yeah, and he yeah. brings that that sternness at that level of uh, coaching where he's a football manager and not necessarily a direct coach for the players. Yeah, Man yeah.
3: United I would, almost looks
4: what is that? No, sorry. No, no, it's all, it's all good. I was just throwing a, a comment, like the fact that Man United almost sold Luke Shaw because of Mourinho. But look at Luke Shaw. He's the best left back in the Premier League this season. You know, so yeah. No, <laughs> the best left back in the Premier
0: League. <laughs> but Chris, Chris, am I wrong?
3: <laughs> <the best laughs> oh, what a good question comment. Ask Chris. <laughs> I got me a so with that comment.
4: Lookshaw no, 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 but no, Lookshaw is the is the form Premier League uh, is the form no, fact. No, no, yeah, yeah. He's cre- he's cre- he's created the most chances as 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 any full more no fullback has created more chances than Lookshaw this season. He's on form. He's the best left back yeah, yeah, in the Premier League. You know I'm only looking at the only only form yeah. Left back only left backs that's touching him This Season is is Kieran Tierney. That's the only left back. Other ones have been poor this season.
1: But well, I agree. I agree Fair with enough. the, the yeah, just, has to be. He's the best in form left back. Yeah, this yeah. season.
4: I'm saying this yeah. season. The, the, the form this season <laughs> only yeah. Kieran Tierney is the only one. And yeah, your uh, Chilwell, as I said, with Chilwell, I man, he's an eight. Chilwell, he looks, yeah, it's looks, tricky. Looks amazing at the front and and open at the back, you know.
2: It's tricky <laughs> as well. He hasn't had as much time as Shaw, and he's been like in contention with two managers coming into the fray as well, so it's
4: quite tricky but for I, him. I talking, sorry, Chris was saying something. Sorry, I, I interrupted. Oh, the, no, Chris no. All oh, it was,
1: all oh, it was to kind of sum up the, the Spurs and the Bale. I know Bale's kind of getting all the flack here, but I would have just liked to have seen him, once he got his, his level of fitness, put him in for four or five games. You can't, yeah. again, dipping him in. You just, just persist with him, playing for your sixty seven minutes, and if he's not doing it after four games, but he was in and out. And then again, I think he just became despondent then thinking, well, I'm not even getting game time here. It must be so, it, mm-hmm. men- mentally, he must be a mess as well. I,
0: just, like, I mean, Chris it's, it's a nice position Maringo. to be in
1: with all that cash. Bro.
0: But if you, are Maringo, can you re- realistically put a player out for five game run who you can see is kind of in it, but he's not in it. You know what I mean? Which like good. you've, Got to get, but
2: to build his confidence, to build his sharpness.
1: For instance, let's not talk about four or five games. If he's doing it after three games and you drag him after 65, you've given him every opportunity. If you play him for three mm. games, 65 minutes you've got to drag him. I mean, he's not been hes not been a catalyst for people like getting at him. He's not been exposing any fullbacks, has he really? He just hasn't been doing anything mm. on the ball. He's been sitting a little bit too deep. He's just been riding and letting the game pass by. But I don't think he's yeah. been... I've not watched the game where I thought, oh, they're open on that side because Bales there. He's just been Mm. inactive when he's been in possession. So I don't think he's been like despondent out of possession or he's not been affecting them in the defensive shape. But he's just, it's just like you said, it's so frustrating when you know someone's got that talent in him and he just isn't doing it.
2: That's so true. What you mentioned because, yeah, it feels like you know Bale should be given the opportunity. You know, he comes from a club like Real Madrid. He comes with all the history of the club at Tottenham. He should be given an opportunity to put his fair foot forward, and you can't expect his fair foot forward to be his best foot after three years of not playing. You gotta give him some good game time to actually produce.
5: That would mean pulling off Stevie Bergwin. Who Bergwin? That's fine.
0: But the the lad. Yeah, exactly. And that he, is
5: giving it the manager. Every time he's on the field, I mean, you can still again, he's the kind of player where you want to question the decision making at the last minute. He kind of also yeah. needs coaching and 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 at times he does make the wrong choice and stuff. But he gives a hundred percent every time. And if I was a coach, I'd also want to say, I you know, I, I agree with you completely. I think give Bale a run might kind of energize and and cause something in him. But that would also mean saying to a player like Bergwein, I appreciate everything you've done, but I want to do this with this other player, yeah. even though for a couple of games he might be shit. So I'm gonna make you sit bench just because you're not bail, And I think that's also a tough one to make. And so it, yeah. it is, it
1: is hard because I think you, it's too, it's too cool late now, out, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's too, it's too, too late up, for bail. I'm, to, I'm talking maybe this is before Christmas time. That could have happened. Yeah. I think, I think it's too yeah. late. But I think it'd be interesting to see your, your interpretation of Steger Bervine. Cause I thought, I'd, I don't think he's gone backwards because in terms, but in terms of his creativity, I think he works hard. He's brilliant in terms of applying a press and, and being disciplined. But he's not the player that we saw as soon as, soon as he arrived at Spurs. I was like, wow, yep. this yeah. player. Yeah, finishing was a lot sharper. Yeah, shopper. yeah, it just, yeah looks, it just looks like he's so concentrating on all his defensive duties rather than being offensive. I also I find also that when he's close to when he
5: when he's in or around the box, if he gets the ball, he's so he seems so obsessed with with having to get a goal. Like he, he maybe yeah. it's going on internally where they're comparing him to Son and Kane. And he's it's obviously hard. not banging him in. So it could be that he, because it seems like there are times where he could just square the ball and create a chance. He, he tries to fashion a shot for himself. Yeah. And I wonder yeah. if that's a, you know, mentally he's thinking, shit, these other two, are, you know, the other two front guys are just banging him in Very, all the time. Man. And I'm not. And, Trying and, to prove
1: uh, his worth. Yeah.
5: Being another Bobby Firmino, I guess. And-, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and-, <laughs> and I think it could be also because he's a bit younger. So that decision-making is a bit off, but I agree with you. There's He's certainly not as um kind of electric as he was when no. he was first on the scene, um, but I still mm-hmm. really like him inside. I think we're a better side when he's there because he does give defenders kind of a headache because he's running at them and he does try getting behind and his pace is, it really does stretch defenders out of position. It gives, it does free up space for, for the likes of Kane and Son and even for like Ndombele behind the you know in fact between defense and midfield to then do some stuff because Bergwijn dragged people out of position um but he's mm-hmm. and i so for that reason i'd keep him in the side simply because of what he gives us yeah uh, but I, I think he seems a bit hung up on not getting enough goals
0: yeah that's a better point there Matt. and i think um now it's actually time great chat guys we're gonna move on to the fixtures for this coming weekend First came up largely because I think, jeepers, I've never seen Wonga so disinterested. And I, I, like, I can't blame him. Could you imagine speaking for like, Man United that long? I tried moving. I actually think I moved the topic <laughs> on earlier. Wonga, Arsenal <laughs> versus <Wonga's laughs> Leeds. Tell me, man. What do you think is going to happen here? Leeds are one point above Arsenal. They've got a game in hand. Surely this is, I mean, this is a game you should be winning at home against Leeds. against is the side the- that Wonga's quite, is. Wonga's
4: the- quiet because is he's this- going to fight relegation. Isn't this the
0: battle for number 11? Isn't this the battle for number,
6: number 11? Yeah, mid table clash. Yeah. It's, huge. it's a huge mid table clash, this one. Yeah, just, well, I mean, it just just cancels out one of those game, those game hand for Leeds. Uh, but nothing much. Um, but for me, I think really Arsenal, they need to win it. I, um, I'm thinking, maybe it's also because I support the team as well. I think they'll have more. Uh, to win it than uh, than Leeds, I think our the players in our look Leeds have good players. Um, can't deny that, but I mean they they've been scoring. They've literally literally they've scored a goal. They've conceded a goal for every goal they have scored. It's thirty eight and thirty eight. Yeah, um, it's always Leeds,
2: exciting uh, facing Leeds because you have an opportunity to score some goals. Huh?
6: Yeah, so if Austin doesn't score this game, ooh, ask questions. But um, Saka. <laughs> <we've got soccer. laughs> I think Saka's on good form. We did mention that last week. Uh, Martinelli. I think Martinelli definitely for me. I would start the guy um, every game. Martinelli has started. I watched him play. He's literally looked like. I mean, I mean, he looks. He looks like he wants to score. Looks like he wants to cause problems. Looks like he wants a goal. Um, and that's honestly the the one thing I like about uh, about Martinelli. I mean, he's um, sort of same thing that. Uh, Matt was saying about Harry Kane is that I mean, if he was, if he had a, he'd play with a broken leg, you know. But obviously, he can't do something like that. Partey, um, uh, I think we're beginning to find out that he's got a, got one heck, He's got one injury that they, I think they need to sort out there. Um, lost, Which injury is three it? games. Um, I think it is hammy. It's a hamstring or something. was um, he, he right? he's, he's the one who hasn't
5: got... his entire career until he joined Arsenal. Yeah, so, yeah. He's so uh, he's never a single game through injury, then he joins Arsenal for a matter of months and he's on the tape. What do you guys do to players behind the scenes? Do you guys <laughs> ma- that room
2: temperature <laughs> water?
5: Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's
6: possible. You heard who was that who was that kid? It was the doozy and David Luiz Box things out. Um I don't know to say. Uh but uh Look, Partey out um this weekend. Um who else is it? I think they said um uh, Tierney out as well. And Tierney's been uh, exceptional, same mentality as Martinelli. Um he's, like, mm-hmm. the nice thing about like about Tierney is left back and he's taking he's taking those another right back on. He's taking guys on, trying mm-hmm. to get in crosses. Yeah. Um and you know, I mean in soccer now as a uh, uh Chris being a coach as well, you know the coaches they, they a one on one well, player could go play one v one, um who's good on one v one. You you want him in your team, and that's especially actually a nice thing to have some like that in your in your left back. It's not like a one V circles just solid at the back and up front, you're not really too sure. Um, I think it I think um, it's gonna be I like it's, you know,
1: it's gonna be really yeah. interesting to see how Arteta goes up against Bielsa. It'd be interesting to see if he tries to to put something because if you're telling me though that Tierney and Party out you've got the likes of Jack Harrison who's banging form with Bamford. I see them causing you massive massive issues at the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, uh, I I think, think and, I think and, I think and, and I think and, and and Rafinha, Rafinha, can handle and, it, to and, be honest
4: with you. And Rafinha guys yeah, yeah. Rafin has Rafinha. Rafinha. been player, hot.
3: has
6: been hot so like for me I would say if if I'm sitting there uh, Bielsa definitely I'd say Rafinha if he's in front of Shaka Take him on. Is he, he's in front of Because um, 'cause you're probably gonna get a foul, probably can get the guy card. Is he in front of um Look, holding's been holding his own as well, so I wouldn't say. But yeah, definitely Shaka I one to one. Excuse the pun. Uh, holding, he's there. Yeah, is there. yeah.
3: yeah so
0: <laughs> this, is, this, is, this becomes a key match for Golan's. For this is a real sort of, quality.
4: I want to call his own
0: <laughs> And uh, you got uh,
6: Bramford, who's uh, who's also. I mean, he's, he's scoring. I mean, I think he's got twelve. Uh, I'm not too sure. Where he's, I think he's. I think it's number six or seven in the top goal scorers. I may be wrong with that. Uh, but yeah, he's scoring goals and, and, and um, a lot of them by himself. And um, mm-hmm. us, Arsenal at the moment, are conceding and losing, um, which is not mm-hmm. good for us. And again, Lee's on a good run as well. Um, Arsenal, we, we're trying to stop a losing streak again. Uh, so yeah, we, we literally, I wouldn't, it's not, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's wrong to say that we are probably underdogs in, in this one um but definitely we well for me <laughs> i don't know about those guys <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we need you, the you, know
0: what, you know what the problem is now is that arsenal is giving every other club that they're finding their voices here's we've got darren here he's a leeds fan, massive <laughs> fan. He's saying, Boy, wonga we're gonna give it to you we're gonna give it to you uh, this is sort of what we're arsenal at right now guys i hope almost we're Liverpool at, at the moment as well yeah so
4: i saying, but he's being cautious because he says Calvin Phillips might be out, which is which would be uh, tough for them because when they lost Calvin Phillips early in the season, they weren't the same team. You know, what I mean, because he was sitting in front of the back mm. four, spraying the passes. I don't, know, I can't remember who they're trying, they try to put in front, and they try to put Mateus Klich as as a as a six. Uh, but yeah, I think if Calvin Phillips is out, then it 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 uh, equals out in terms of um, Partey being out. And I
6: think if you look at uh, Arsenal as well, yeah. like going, like the one thing I do have faith in is, um, is us going forward. If we start, um, Pepe, if we start say, okay, if you start Martinelli, we start Saka, we start um, Aubameyang, or like Smith Ola-Kazette, Rowe, I, I think we'll get our goals. We'll get our goals. Um, we have to try. And, I mean, Leeds can get goals. They've shown that. Um, they've got more than Arsenal. I think it's eleven more goals than Arsenal. Um, so, yeah, we 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 yeah. can definitely, possibly, we can concede against them as well. Um, but the, we we need the win. I feel like we'll, we'll probably, if they're thinking I'm thinking we'll probably need it or, need, or want it more <laughs> than they wanted, you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we can't speak I current. think
5: Leeds will be looking at this game thinking this is the one they'll want. They'll, they'll be going for this, you know, the... It, for, for them, it'll be symbolic of kind of stamping their authority on that mid table kind of rivalry. Yeah. Um, putting putting <laughs> Arsenal away. And I think they'll see. And also, Arsenal, the and, and you know, losing Tierney is, I think, a big blow. They're the Arsenal do lack a certain level of intensity. They, they don't. We saw at the beginning of the season when they went through that bad patch, they were lacking players who were like taking games by the scruff of the neck and being the leader on the field. And, and Tierney is one of those players where. I know he's younger than that, but he really goes on the field, really drags players along with him. And he does run at defenders and he does have that kind of, I'm going to win this, even if it kills me kind of mentality. Um, and I think they'll, they'll suffer without that, especially if, if Leeds do get on the front foot and start creating chances. Arsenal have shown that they're a bit, they're kind of easy to rock at the moment. And I think that could, if, if, if Leeds do have a few early chances, I think Arsenal will end up stepping back and giving them too much space. And I think that sure. could prove, prove to be a problem. So I think for Arsenal, the key thing will be getting an early goal. In order to kind of make sure that they can be in control of the game, and if they don't get that, I think Leeds will grow into it, and I think it'll eventually end up being a uh, a, a Leeds win.
6: I, I, look, I I, I think just look, sorry, I just I just yeah, think look. honestly, I think I think the game will be definitely open. Um, whether the Leeds score first or we score first? I just think goals will be flying everywhere. I'm just yeah. hoping that Arsenal is on top of that. <laughs> Honestly, most- even if Leeds con- I promise you, Arsenal will score. We've got the talent. I've got the guys to score the goals. The question is, um, who will score more?
0: Yeah, Mosa are you back with us? Yeah, are you? Are you? Yeah, I'm like- back. Sorry, man. All right, good. Because the next about was Chelsea Newcastle it's almost like you get scared every time we're going to mention Chelsea so you duck. so Chelsea (laughs) easy
2: Tiger easy
0: (laughs) we've got um, obviously Newcastle had their heroic win over the weekend obviously Chelsea pushing for top four Kevin believes that can happen do you believe I mean the routine we don't really have to go deep into this game because on paper we should all be saying Chelsea should get wow guys wow guys we can't do this
4: we can't do this to next team guys please
0: mixing
4: the bushes. So not t- even know we're
2: talking on about it's fair man like uh, out of the past 12 points i think we've collected 10 so two shows has been doing very very well for the, the team the momentum is up we, we guys are confident there are a few injuries but i think we have enough in in our locker room to actually take on Ch- uh, newcastle and uh, get our results on the day would you so would they're... you
0: So then my question is, because we don't really have to dive deep from that perspective, my question is for you, realistically, based on how sort of unpredictable the league is at the moment, top four finish, you think it's possible under with Tuchel's assistance here?
2: It is possible. We're not too far in the running, but it is going to be very challenging as well, given that we are in uh, the FA Cup uh, still and are in Champions League still. And um, that poses a lot of risks for this team at the moment because... We do. Yeah, I'm also out. So, like, Tuchel is, is trying to figure out the squad and he has a couple of injuries to contend with at this point in time. The most crucial for me at this point in time would be Thiago Silva. I think having him injured and out for some time does leave a little bit of leeway at the back. Rudiger is good, but as you saw over the past weekend or during the week, he is prone to mistakes and uh, I'm not too confident yeah. having him there at that centre-back position. Uh, over uh, uh, the likes of Thiago Silva, so yeah, man, it, it it is interesting times, but I do think we can compete for top four. We're not too far from the top, you know. We're like six six points behind United, and that's a United that's done really well this season. So I think we're still in the running.
4: Yeah. No, you must focus. You must focus on on the other red team first before you look at United. So look at the <laughs> other red team. Which you're closer to, and then you know, it, and, then, to say, be and, then, and, and then you can look at, it. then you can look at the other, the the the, the best red team in England. But you, yes, you see know, the,
3: right? the,
4: the, <laughs> the only focus He's would be so... on like the
2: the other Manchester team at this point in time. Um, Liverpool are struggling as well with injuries. They are struggling as well with. Getting form, yeah. so there is there is that difficulty that they're experiencing on their own. So I think Man City are the team to beat and the team to look up to for any of the yeah. top four contenders at this point in time.
0: Chris, your your take on this before we move on to the, the next game in terms of tuchel and the impact that he's having, well, uh, and, and also is, can yeah. you can you add
4: can you add on 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 what you think of Lampard's tenure? Oh yeah, yeah. yes.
3: Yeah, that's, yeah. I think I think it's
1: interesting with Tuchel coming in, obviously, you're speaking about your centre-arse. Obviously, he's identified that by playing three at the back, pretty much with playing a back five. I just, I don't, I don't see you getting top four, not because I don't think you'll be up there to try and compete for it. I just don't see you breaking into that bracket with the teams that are above you at the moment. I think you will be fifth or sixth. I think you will have an impact now, but I just, I don't think he knows his best team. And unfortunately... Mm. He's not going to have the time to try and play around with it. I think he's like bringing the, like the likes of Alonso back in and, and trying different players in different positions. And Pulisic now won't benefit from that playing that five at the back because he was so effective. Mm-hmm. The United likes to play him off the right and the left. It's I'd like to see Tammy Abraham play more and kind of trust him. Timo Werner's cost the money, but again, like we were saying before, he's one player. We were asking that for bail for a run of games. Timo Werner's had the games and he's not doing it so, 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 he, so he, needs dropped, yeah, he needs to be dropped yeah it needs to be dropped out that, 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 you've got to be ruthless we're not talking about development of a player here we're talking about you looking to try and compete to get into positions to either get back into your Champions League spots and kind mm. of rebuild the club but I'll just finish on the, on the Lampard stuff I, I was heartbroken for him because he'd done so, like, I think it's been touched on by so many different pundits it was kind of the wrong time for him he, he couldn't turn it down could he, he had to go had yeah. to go and do it. I, I just I don't know why sacking him now was the right thing. Me, me personally, I would have liked to see him see it's not like you were free falling. I'd like to have seen him see out at the end of the season. And then if, if Tusha was the man that you wanted to bring through, at least do it with some dignity and say, Listen, Frank, we've given you an opportunity. We don't think that you've done it to the best of your ability, or you've done to the best of your ability, but it's not good enough for Chelsea. And then mm. and then see him out the door. I, I don't get why just throwing him under the bus and getting rid of him. Yeah.
0: Chris, we've got, we yeah, got Darren here know. saying Frank Lampard is the most overrated manager in English football. <laughs> Drink at Derby. <laughs> Getting up the Chelsea job. Piss poor. There you go. This is what you get from a Leeds <laughs> <laughs> This is, what you get from, this is what you get from
4: Leeds. We haven't seen the people for seventeen years. That's
1: that's. Their, that's they have found their voice. That's Leeds and Derby. That that's Leeds and Derby. That's because that's because and yeah. Derby. That. But no, no, yeah. I don't think. I don't think. Listen, I think he was he was getting away with a lot of stuff, money, Frank. I think he was taking yeah. a lot of the brunt of the stuff early doors. Yeah. I just th- I just think for the way at Chelsea were, he had no money last year, and all, all of a sudden he's not bought those players. He's just had like two hundred fifty million pounds just thrown on him. And right. now he's got to fit them all into a team. That's not yeah, for, 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 for a coach. He's, he's a coach rather than a manager, isn't he, Frank? So for someone yeah, who's no. just gone, right then, get those players playing into a team, that's, that's, that's massive. I'm trying to read these things at the in at the am here so. oh, <laughs> 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 as you know, well.
0: Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Welcome back. Hey, thanks, we you know, I, was gonna say, I wanted to yeah. ask Derek, even
5: given the Derby Leeds link, is he watching this on a laptop or is he watching this on a drone?
1: Yeah, <laughs> peeping peep, peep over, over the
4: fence. He's, right. he's, he's just having a go because of Spygate. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say, uh... But
2: I, I agree with uh, Akil over there, man. We would have ended up being a, a, mid-t- a mid-table a team. I think what we, we lacked with Lampard was a, a lot of a structure or a structured approach okay. in terms of the philosophy that we're going to express in the game. And if we okay. had continued with him, would have lost points not knowing exactly how we lost those points. But does
1: does Tuchel guarantee you that? That's my argument. I don't think Frank was the right man for the job. I I 100% don't think he was was, was to be there past the season. But I don't think Tuchel is going to have an impact where he goes, right, he thrusts you into the top four bracket straight away. He's not guaranteed to give you that, is he?
2: Yeah, I agree 100%. I wouldn't have actually went for Tuchel up front as well. But... It It is a better structured approach. We can understand like what type of energy you'd bring to the team, what type of philosophy they'd be there in the team, whereas Frank still feel, felt as if he has to build that philosophy yeah. in his own managerial style and approach, which I felt yeah. like we didn't know why we're losing. We, we'd lose games and then speak to Frank and he says, yeah, yeah, the boys have to sharpen up, they have to improve their individual performances, they have to you know, look at certain elements, but we never knew exactly what was going on in the locker room and the change room. And there was the toughest thing with Frank uh, for me personally speaking
0: look also uh, in terms of my little two cents I think they just needed the sort of manager bounce at this moment in time because they couldn't they couldn't stick with the Frank Lampard based on the the comments like he'll finish the table they just couldn't allow that with the money that they spent and I think long term regardless of whether this works out for them if this doesn't work out for them they're going to replace him and they're going to go after Red Bull Leipzig's manager Julian Nagelsmann in my opinion that's who their goal is I told you before that's how they the players that they've signed that's the sort of philosophy they're trying to follow And I think that's who they would go for. And I think long-term, because they've only given him, I think, an 18-month contract, show anyway. So if he does well, it's a bonus for them. If he doesn't, they're just going to do what Chelsea does and just move on and get the next guy. So that's 18 months
2: is long enough, you know?
0: Pudge Pudge also also has 18 months, eh?
4: At At, uh, PSG. PSG.
1: That's the the way it'll go forward now. That's that's the model that'll take place in clubs, especially after COVID. They can't be giving them four or five-year deals. I think you should have an 18-month contract. And then reassess it after twelve. So, mm. yeah, yeah it's, even it's, even it's, even Solsha, even Solsha Sol- Sol- is going to get a
4: two year two year contract only. Yeah, I, give I, I him understand. five. Give him five years, gents.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> 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 the whole
0: thing is this. A- Football's change, We get that. We get results. It's always results has always been the main thing. But look at Ferguson. We all know it's historic. His story. He had. He struggled first three seasons. Even look at Liverpool. Club came in. He made a difference. But he wasn't getting results. Results that he wanted, particularly yeah, after yeah. 18 months. So how realistically, maybe for the a club like Chelsea and a Man City and a PSG where they throw money at all the problems, and I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Pochettino only got 18 months because they're just worried he might get bored. You know that's that's actually the thing. Like let him win the let, let him win the trophy and, and move on. But that's that's pretty much what I'm thinking. I think the next one, guys, is the list uh less And this is also why I'm getting vocal. The game. <laughs> what the what now?
4: <laughs> the biggest game.
0: Oh okay, the biggest game. now yeah, maybe big for us.
4: I mean, look, number three had... versus no, but number three versus number four is big.
0: Who else is playing yeah, in the top also, four? Yeah. I love the fact that you, as well, just like a <laughs>
2: There's that other Manchester team playing.
0: Yeah, I like that. No, <laughs>
3: no,
0: I to, my point is here with this Liverpool sort of scenario. It's funny that all of a sudden, there were a lot of Liverpool fans jumping on the bandwagon, giving shit to Liverpool and the fans and the coach and everything else. Now Jurgen Klopp, they find out, no, Jurgen Klopp's mother's passed away. Now everyone's going, oh, shame, he's had to deal with this too. After it was the same guys giving this guy shit. So when we're talking about every week you hear me coming in, there's a variable. I'm like, there are so many variables to, to sort of discuss why the form and the season has gone the way it has gone. Let's pick one of one of these scenarios. And for me it's it's a difficult sort of No but this I will,
4: listen, I will listen to this guy. But I'm gonna just allow go, <laughs> oh, um, you Oh, yeah. in, but also, also we turn on our also, own and
5: we hate each other.
4: Also, when, when oh, they were okay. being when they, when they were being critical to Klopp, they were being critical to Klopp in that he was making too many excuses. They were not being critical to Klopp and saying that Klopp is a bad person. You know what I mean? They're not saying Klopp is a yeah. bad person. We're we saying that we're talking about Klopp's footballing um, um, management and team and saying that making excuses for his team. We're not yeah. we're not going in on Klopp. It's different. It's it's different with with, well. with it's different with specific players in the Premier League, where people are going in on players and saying, "Hey, man, monkey um, this, whatever, whatever." No one is making um, discriminatory things against Klopp. They're just saying that Klopp, his team's not playing well. It's being critical of a manager. Olegan Solskjaer went through this, so we didn't say that Olegan Asolschuk, whatever, whatever, whoever passed away. It's now a human, a human element to say, Erste. "Oh no, sorry." No, it's a human element I, to say that, I feel like that, you're getting
0: a little bit defensive because I wasn't actually talking about rival fans. I was talking about <laughs> own personal Liverpool fans getting critical and now all of a sudden changing their tune. That's the first thing I'll say. The second thing I'll say is that when we're looking at Klopp now, this whole scenario with not, not even being able to attend his mother's funeral. Now you're asking someone in this time to conduct the job that he's done. He's just come off this high horse. He's people, The expectation is higher than ever. And now you've got most of your players injured, you don't have the fans, you don't you've got the stuff that you're dealing with on your like how much from a human capacity perspective does this play a role? And this is my like next question for, for the this sort of Leicester Liverpool game. Yeah, it's a big game in the context for the rates for top four and everything else and the money that comes along with it. But I mean, surely how do you judge this game? this is one of the scenarios honest, where the, look, have to show tough. up now for many. This is, is
4: this is, is yeah, this is, it, it, this is literally this is I, I want to touch this, on something. This is probably my last comment for on 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 Liverpool. I am not gonna take away from the fact that he can't bury his mother, right? Um, and it's and it's very sad that he can't bury his mother, right? I'm just gonna say that everyone else as well they do lose family members, right? And obviously, yes, I think Klopp is tough. Tougher because he is the person who's overlooking. Whereas if it's a player who loses a, a parent, a player can be taken away from the team and has time away and so forth. So that does affect Klopp, and and it's, there's so much that has to go on with Klopp. And and you know we are, our heart goes to Klopp. You know condolences to the club family and and for him to lose to lose um his mom. You know and he can't even go to the funeral. You know what I mean. But then also um, there are players who do lose their parents as well um, that maybe can't go to the funeral as well. You know what I mean? I think maybe then they don't, we don't know about it. You, you know, for instance, you know, I know, yeah. I know of a player, I know no, a player, and no. I know of a player in South Africa who lost his father, who, who plays for Cape Chiefs. You know what I mean? He lost his father. You know what I mean? Um, but I think obviously a player can be taken away from the situation and not play that next game. Yeah, coach. Also, coach also I think
3: like
2: condolences to the club family and you know their family as a whole. And I feel like the fact that you know Klopp can't go home and to be with his family to lay his uh, uh, mother to 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 rest it should spur on the players to take some responsibility and also then say, look, we understand our manager is going through the most. We are here to show our manager that what he's doing here is actually meaningful. The player should come to the party. We can't, if if they perform uh, substandardly on the day, they can't say no that because my manager was, uh, had lost a parent that I couldn't play too well. They should come to the party and actually represent and show that the manager is actually working for something which is bigger than uh their family uh condolences at this point in time for the for the club you know that they show that the club is there to support the manager as well when the manager is going through tough times yeah, it's it's, it's it's yeah players have but to have guys, a sense of responsibility to speak, the, manager.
0: Think the players were privy to all of this out of curiosity i don't know chris you you haven't weighed in on this i'm just curious um Technically speaking, if you're really that close to the players, but there's also a, a degree of professionalism that you don't want them to be bothered by this, considering everything else that, that the footballers have to think about while they're trying to perform.
1: I think, I think obviously, it's a difficult thing to discuss anyway, but I think you summed it up by saying it just needs to be professional. Unfortunately, as heartbreaking as it is, they just need to kind of block it out because he can't he can't deal with it. He's not going to be allowed to deal with it, which is ridiculous that he can't go, go spend time with oh. his family now. I just, mm. I, I can't get past that. But in terms of the players, I wouldn't say it'd be filtered down to the players. I don't understand why maybe Liverpool didn't give him a leave of absence and say, listen, give yourself a week off because his head must be just mashed up. Mm. And this, mm. this isn't a thing mm. that's yeah. been happening yeah. over a couple of days. This must have been coming for what, weeks?
0: Yeah, I, mm. it's, been, it's been a while, yeah. I and I, I don't it's think they can you can say,
1: right? oh, was it in January?
0: 19th of January. So not too long the, ago.
4: After 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 Burnley or, or day of Burnley, I think the yeah. day of Burnley's game or something. I think they said that, that the Burnley game is when she passed away. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then and then you've got and then you've got to go out to press. And I understand he's lost his head a few times in the press recently, but you've got to go out there. He's obviously on edge and he's got to deal with everything. Yeah. He's trying to be professional. But in, in terms, of, I think you summed it up by saying the team does need to take over in terms of that. You are Liverpool football club. You need to try and take the burden of your manager and play out the performances. I think the biggest thing, I've seen some down in the comments there, if they had fans, imagine the atmosphere that would be generated for Klopp at the weekend if they had fans. You'll never walk alone type oh, of spirit. You it would have been, so been amazing. It would have been, been, yeah. been, yeah. been, yeah. Yeah. been amazing. It would have been amazing. It would have been absolutely amazing, wouldn't it? But I just, yeah. I don't, I don't see what Liverpool are going to do now this season. I think, in terms of, I know um, the injuries have been, it's been said about, obviously, Van Dijk and the center half, but they're not creating anything. Thiago goes, I literally, I I loved Tiago. I just think in terms of, he hasn't got the player around him to allow him to do what he needs to do. He's becoming the player who's breaking it up when he needs to be that little bit higher. If you had Henderson, or even if you had Fabinho next to him, I just think Tiago oh. come into his own words. I think he's too deep. He's too crab-like at the moment. He looks great on the ball, but he's not really affecting anything. I just think he needs someone alongside him to try and kick him on a little bit. Not playing Shakiri with him and expecting to go in and change the world. Yeah,
2: Shakiri and Origi. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, that,
0: the point. Like, there's a huge expectation from Thiago now because of the reputation he's had. Now he, he's yeah. trying to overcome Certain things, but he's doing a role that he's never done before. And you know, maybe if Henderson again, my, to my point, settle. I said week in, week out, Henderson must start in the midfield. <laughs> no, I agree. Have, I, I, agreed. I agree with you for the. I agreed with you yeah. with for the, oh, you with you for, the for the City game. I agreed with you completely for
4: the City game. That, that Henderson should be pushed in the midfield. Fabinho and, uh, and Nate Phillips, uh, centre back. Then it would have been a a better game for you guys. I pro- you probably you probably still would have lost, but not
0: for one. <laughs> <laughs> in the game,
3: place,
0: fair whatever. enough. <laughs> Matt, Man City Spurs before we give our predictions uh, all these games Man City, one Spurs, way true yeah they're breaking records left right and centre I mean what's going on here yeah, Mourinho I'm, I'm, yeah, it's a Pep, sort of Mourinho it's, you know Mourinho it's, it's, I think Pep actually broke Mourinho this is actually what I think you know, going back, <laughs> you know yeah, I, well I mean we,
5: we you know when we played then uh, this earlier this season we, we it was a, a, a masterclass you know it was we were tight at the back, we hit them on the counter, we won 2-0. It was perfect. It was beautiful. Great. Kind of that was peak Mourinho Spurs. Um, but I think peak we, we, are now at the, we are now at the other end of that <laughs> spectrum. We are now at the other end. And I'm 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 worried for this game. I think we're really gonna struggle. I think City are in phenomenal form. It's all just coming together, they're really ticking nicely. I can imagine I'm just going to get so many love letters from Ronnie over this, and right, oh, he, you know, he, 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 he sent me another I know, one. I'm
0: going to read you like, or well, he sent it to the the Facebook group. I keep going when yeah, I read it to you. No, nah, you see, it's 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 I emotionally mean, exhausting
5: being the, the the object of his affections, and I think <laughs> that's, that's going to be that's going to be what's going to happen this weekend. I think we are going to really struggle. I think Spurs are on, we're not tight at the back at the moment. We showed it again last night. Um, we're we're just we're not quite. We're not keeping it. I think we'll create a few chances. I think if we can go out there, we'll, we'll. I don't know if we'll score, but I think we'll be active in the final third a little bit, which will be great. Um, but I, I do think we're probably going to struggle to get anything out of this game, which is really annoying.
0: Oh, Wonga, yeah. what do you think about this? This sort of the the prospect one, of
6: winning a battle. One way train. It's going to be opposite of what happened in the last game. Just to cut things short. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, 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 can't, I, don't, I don't see Spurs winning. I don't see Spurs winning this game. Um, not, but look, I mean they do have Hurricane and Son. So um Hurricane is still fit for this weekend. Possibly a call one. I'll give you guys one, but yeah, you're <laughs> <sitting> strong.
3: <laughs>
4: I do Yeah, right. we are gonna what what are, what are,
0: right. what are you doing, Claudio? I'm showing showing you guys the, the messages that get sent from Ronnie, specifically <laughs> delivered. <laughs> Here's one of Bruno Fernandez. Then there's another one here. Spurs will be in a major European competition next year, even if I have to write the song myself. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and <then he> even, <laughs> even since, <laughs> please pass it on to Matt. And then he says another one. Gareth Bale getting paid a fortune for nothing.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> classic Rody. I, 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 would, I would watch Spurs go to Eurovision with Mourinho kind of conducting that. I think it could be, be a bit of a lot. I reckon... You know, Son probably plays an instrument, he seems the type, and I, yeah, this, this,
4: <laughs> the, the violin,
5: violin. <laughs> yeah, you know, right.
4: <laughs> but I you think, want, but, oh, no, no, finished, but finish, I, 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 want, I, want, I want to say, you know, the interesting with that Spurs and, and City game is that, guys, you know, football is a funny thing, guys. You know, Jose Mourinho yeah. always feels that if when he has something to prove, guys, he will prove it to you, you know. What I mean, that's yeah. that, that's Jose Mourinho for you. Um, so let's not count uh, Jose completely out and Spurs completely out, especially because their most influential player is available. Um, I just yeah. worry about Loris. The goals that I saw yesterday, Claudio, oh, yeah. I thought of you yesterday. I imagine, I was thinking about you when I saw those goals. I saw those goals and I was like, <laughs> damn, man. I know Claudio and I have been critical of Loris, but he's actually worse than what we, what we said. Yeah.
0: He's, he's riding on that France that French reputation. He on is, that's man. All it is, he's, he's is. cost them 20, If 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 they are serious Spurs, if they are spirit, serious, they will spend what they can Nick to Poole. get. They must go get Nick two or something, yeah. But if they can imagine them breaking the bank for all Black. that changes them like an Allison did when Liverpool came in, in my opinion. But anyway, that's 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 an yeah. Is like I don't know what's going on there. Okay, betting corner, guys. This is where we're gonna give our predictions, our results. Don't be afraid to. Let us know what you think as well. We're going to start with Matt. We're going to go Chris. Then it's going to be me. Then we're going to go Moussa, Wonga, and we're going to end off with Celo. And The first game is none other than the Arsenal-Leeds game. Only because, again, I think, um, I don't know, hmm. Wonga needs to give us his real thoughts as to how yeah. this is going to play. I've learned better than to back
5: Arsenal. I've discussed it many times. I backed them once and they, 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 they punished me. I reckon it's going to be a tight game. <laughs> I it's going to be I think it's gonna be um a draw, actually. I think it's gonna be like a three three kind of messy, loads of mistakes at the back, no one's gonna be happy with it. I reckon three three.
1: Three three Yeah. Mm. Short and sweet for me, I'm going three one leads.
0: Three one leads. Oh yeah, <laughs> 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 I, I just <laughs> I think I think um, you know, Arsenal playing at home, they do a win. And Leeds are exposed to the back, and we do know on his day, Teta can't get them organised. It just depends whether or not they can score. So I'm gonna say four-one Leeds. No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 2-2-1 to Arsenal.
2: I'm gonna yes. say two-one to Leeds. Yo yo
3: yo yo yo. That's, that's Actually, three out of four yeah. ones. <laughs>
6: i definitely say, um, i say 3-2 to Leeds. Leeds will come guns blazing, that's for sure. Um, but wow. for last games, uh, no, Wait. I'd say three-two-two. Two, sorry, 3-2 three, to Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: please, please, please. Yeah, you said Leeds,
2: Leeds. You said Leeds. Are you sure yeah, about I, your team? I am scared of myself. Leeds will come 49 in the back is just, it's just for show.
3: <laughs> Leeds will come guns blazing,
6: but we'll we'll, we'll top them. i say 3-2 to Arsenal, yeah.
4: Right. Yeah, okay. I, I I think it's going to be a draw I think it's going to be a 2-2 a draw uh, that that's what that's that's my thinking
0: okay 2-2 draw fair enough next one Chelsea versus uh, Newcastle
5: Chelsea are going to do it. it's going to be boring and business like 2-0 mm. mm.
0: yeah I'm going to yeah. go 1-0 Chelsea 1-0 yeah they're going to I mean Chelsea are going to have all the possession. Newcastle are going to sit yeah. deep wait for that one chance you know if they 0-0 at half time we know they're going to sit even deeper and park the yeah. triple deck bus if so they can find one. But yeah, no, it's gonna be a 3-0 Chelsea. I'll They'll go for
2: 2-0 Chelsea.
0: Sorry, so what is that, Musa?
2: They'll probably get one shot on goal the whole day from Newcastle side. So I'll probably go uh 2 0 Chelsea for that yeah. game.
6: <laughs> I'll go I'll go two one to Chelsea. <laughs>
2: yeah. They're going to score! Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think I, I also want to give Newcastle a goal uh because of this new assistant coach so so I'll say 2-1 to Chelsea.
0: 2-1 to Chelsea. There we go. No wins for Nick. No wins for Newcastle. Nick must enjoy the bush and actually not come back from the bush. He should he should hope the the TV's aren't working there. All right. The big one Ooh. for us,
5: Leicester versus Liverpool. Oh. So I, I, I mean, the football is one thing. I think the more interesting bit. I'd love to have be a fly on the wall when Klopp has to go into Brendan Rodgers' office after the game and they share that customary glass of wine. And I think Rodgers is going to have a framed picture of him at Anfield, probably behind <laughs> the desk, just to remind him. You know, maybe give him a box set <laughs> of "We Are Liverpool" just as a, a party gift. <laughs> <laughs> but um, football wise, I reckon. I think Liverpool are going to turn this around. I think they've been there's there's been a lot of focus on what's going wrong there, and and I think. For all the talk of them having lost their mentality, I think that this is the week we'll see it come back. So I reckon they'll pull this off. I reckon they're going to do quite a... I reckon it's going to be a 2-0 win. I think there's... Leicester are a good side, no doubt. They've, they've, got some, they've been playing some solid ball this season. But I reckon Liverpool are going to come out and, and kind of show us why they were champions. I reckon it's 2-0 Liverpool.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one. Brendan always does well going back. I think, uh, I think it's, going to be, it's going to be a 2-1 Liverpool. But I think 1-1 up until the death... He's going to be a late mm-hmm. winner for Liverpool.
0: Yeah, I think that's Probably a fair... Probably for me, no
5: doubt.
0: <laughs> 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 you know, guys, look, I've been... You know, all the, every week I come on and I give a prediction. I think I always speak with my my heart and go, no, but they're champions now, so it should be slightly different. And it hasn't gotten better. So I'm very scared to just go with outright, say, Liverpool win. At this moment in time, I'll take a point away and just keep in that hunt for top four. That's where I'm at. But... Uh, you know, my heart is a loud thing. My my mind tends to just shut off. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a, a Liverpool win, yeah, two one.
2: <laughs> Close. I think you should listen to your your mind a little bit more, man, because <laughs> I think Leicester are probably thinking about this and looking at uh, Liverpool <laughs> and how they they're coming up together for this game and thinking then there's an opportunity for them to get some points from this. So I think they'll come out for a draw, two two today uh, to uh, over that game.
0: Cool. Yeah, I also
6: think uh, uh, 2-2. I think Liverpool, just watching the last game, I think, um, look, I I don't don't think they were like horrible, like bad, bad, deserved of four driving. Mm -hmm. I just think there was was horrible mistakes um, that many teams would have pounced on. Um, But, I mean, it was, I don't think it was wise to give it to a team like Man City. Um, So, but I think, I think they do have enough to to get a draw out of this one. Um, I'll keep Liverpool, uh, I'll keep, yeah. Both
4: teams a 2-2. Two, two. Cool. Yeah, man. I've been thinking. Um I was watching Leicester against Brighton yesterday. Um and yeah, some of the obviously their first team has played. Um man, let me just give um Liverpool some 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 credit as well. Um, against, <laughs> against 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 obviously against West Ham and Spurs, which was away from home. Um I think that's where they've actually performed this season, is away from home. I mean this year, I mean, not this season, this year. And uh, Leicester haven't been greater than king power. So two one to
0: Liverpool. Hello, uh, yes, man. For some reason, we're always on the, same, we're on the same wavelength when we give our predictions, just not on players and how good they are. Yes,
4: we, <laughs> <laughs> we, we can never agree on that. No. I think this is this is
5: only going one way. West Brom are just collapsing. They're they kind of mm. you know the, the, the it is it is Big Sam's collapse in microcosm. So I reckon United are going to take this.
0: It'll be
1: two or three nil. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna go hard.
0: Three nil, three 0 United. Yeah, I'm gonna say four 0 United, and this is the one where Sam Adidas actually goes, I wanna keep my reputation as to being the one manager, never got and really good and walks out. Yeah, I reckon he gets
5: <laughs> a fight <of> <laughs> with a steward over something and just staggers out of the stadium at half time. Like I'm <laughs> done with this. Just goes and gets <laughs> and see- the rest of the game uh, in the
2: pipe. I see an Ole Out type of uh, <laughs> game coming up here. <laughs> it's literally like written in it. If they do lose this one, it's another course for Ole Out. So West Brom 1-0.
0: I will say this <laughs> Last time uh, Mossa was uh. the only one to make that call and he got it right. And it actually sent the, the wobble that United went on afterwards a little bit. So it, yeah. be very careful when Mossa gives this sort of prediction. Wonga. Yeah,
3: I was
6: gonna say same as
0: Claude.
6: 4-0, <laughs> 4-0 to the United. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I one guy, you should take you. my heat, dog. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'd like to see it on his own line, but <laughs> Musa, Musa, Musa,
4: Musa must stop bringing bad vibes to Man United.
0: 3 um, 0 to Man United. 3 0 to Man United, right. And for the tastiest one, arguably, for the weekend, ah, the Moriño Peppariola clash. The top of the league team versus the team just trying to fight for top mm. four. Can he nah. break Mourinho? Will this be the end of you? you know, like it's. it's I hilarious. don't know.
5: I, I mean, you know, again, the the heart reminds me that we played City before and it was clinical, it was masterclass, and and if we could, mm. if we play like that again, there's no reason we can't go toe to toe. so I'm gonna ignore every game we've played between that first time <laughs> and now, <laughs> <laughs> we can same again, and win two 0 <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't. but it, I mean realistically it's going to be a tough game if we come away with a point I'll be really happy um, but I just don't see
1: it happening yeah City at home I just I see 2-0 see if not 3 so I'll go with 2-0
0: City yeah no City are just too good at the moment they're flying and I mean jeez what they did to Liverpool was it was hectic but uh, you know it could be the game that suits Mourinho ah, shit man this is a yeah. tough one but yeah no on paper, it's out you know, yeah, he does. I mean, this is the sort of game where you know he likes the big, the big stuff, you sort of thing. So uh, I'm so on the fence of this. Like, I could see it going either way, but Man City are just too good, realistically. And if you're going just on paper, they have to be the ones that are winning it. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say three nil, three nil Man City. They're gonna yeah. get one. They're gonna break Spurs. Maybe three one for Kane to get a goal. Kane will score.
2: I think Mourinho's objectives are probably going to frustrate you a lot on the day, uh, Matt. It's going to be one of those games where yeah. he tries to dull down everything that Man City's got. And Pep will respect that from from Mourinho's style, you know. So I do see like a a 2-1 type of result where Tottenham do get a goal by Jones through uh, some game. But they'll be in the bus for sure. I mean, I'll have to go...
6: Um, with same with Darren, as Darren predicted, the 3 1 to City. I do you think
5: it's worth it to get a call, but I, not say. Really
4: <laughs> no,
5: I, I didn't see the uh, comments. I was
4: like, say, Who's Darren? I was also saying, Who's Darren? I was like, who's but, then I, but then I looked right I looked, and I looked to the right like, of okay, these cool. guys.
0: Don't, don't be upset, Darren. They just got <laughs> their vibe for, uh, for Leeds fans, they just apparently don't really have a problem.
4: Yeah, it's going, be a, it's going to be an interesting game, man. I think Kane and Son, oh, man, with them on the field at any point in time, there's always a chance of a goal. So I'll give Tottenham a goal. It's just the question of, ah, oh, man, Hugo Lloris, man, does not instill confidence in me. So 2-1 yeah. to Man City.
5: Mm-hmm. a well, score. Going be, it's going to be a tough weekend, guys. Yeah,
4: yeah see that's, guys. I see I see Darren's asking how um, Percy Tau oh, played bled. last night. I think it was what well. Do you guys I think think? It well. I think I think. If if I gave it out of a ten, a performance rating, I would say six point five out of ten last night. Uh,
2: I feel like he's they, they still have to figure out how to best play him. Like, uh, w- yeah. what gets him going and how the yeah. team should actually give him ball and get to his feet because it's tricky sometimes. He's like not linking up with the players best as possible.
0: True. Chris. But also, was, uh, was sorry, sorry, I, said, well, I just want to get this quickly. Uh, Chris, what, what are your overall thoughts of Percy Tow? Have you seen much of him? What do you think of him as a player? No, I've,
1: I've I've literally seen glimpses, so I couldn't really give it. Obviously, he's, if he's if if he's given time like anything else, I just think he needs time to adapt. I've only seen little glimpses, so I can't have a proper overall about him. I, I know he's exciting, but is he going to be given the time and chances to get through? I don't know.
4: That's true. Mm. Yeah, it's a tough one. Mm. also, is the same thing we we talk about, about other players. Person. Yeah, you play one, yeah. you play one game, then you don't play and then you play, and then you don't play. Yeah. yeah.
5: And Brighton place. can't really afford to take take a long time to take chances on players. That, you know, they're, oh. in, they're, in, they're very close to that relegation scrap. So they, They're they, next they, to Arsenal,
4: they.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this, though. The Brighton sort of guys that started their own little channel talking about Brighton, the amount of followers they got just from talking about Percy Tao, just from Africa, now the guys are getting asked to be on in Sky Sports News. It's actually a bit nuts, and considering we like we're all saying he's probably not going to play. But uh, well played <laughs> to those guys. This, 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 they, they even have they even have free shipping.
4: Uh, Brighton has free shipping um, to South Africa until Don't, don't say that.
0: Can I tell you? Can I tell you something? Say, my dad. I told you before. Percy is a
4: Yeah.
0: I once for Christmas ordered a Brighton shirt. Okay, these decades. Yeah. The shirt got lost. <laughs> never had it. Then for like six months, I had to argue, argue. My poor dad, it was a Christmas gift. and then It didn't even arrive for his birthday, which was two months later. And then eventually it came through. So I'm pretty, I'm very happy that they've done this now. And that makes my life a little bit easier. Say that much. They, should, they should have
2: lost the Liverpool shirt.
4: By the way, yep. uh, Southampton is beating uh, Wolves 2-0 in the FA Cup. So they're about to qualify to the, to the next round. Oh Well mm-hmm. done. Thanks.
0: That's one way to bounce back. Right, guys, before we go, it's been a decent show. I mean, Chris was here, so I made it okay. Final thoughts, everybody. <laughs> Final thoughts before we go. You know, I was going to say,
6: um, what's, what's very funny, if you actually looked at, uh, well, for the, the guys around me, I, I would say, yeah, everyone around me, say for me, the, what their thoughts on the team at the beginning of the season and what we are saying about them now. Yo, it's like, <laughs> different sides of the spectrum. <laughs> thinking was going to win it now. I'm not even top four. Man United <laughs> are like, oh, easy about it. But now they, think, you know, I, I'm pretty sure deep down you think, you know, you want to give it a shot up there. Liverpool, <laughs> yo, other side. Tottenham, I thought we were the ones to take it. Could be the season, but yeah. So yeah. and you yeah, too. You're thinking you're
4: thinking top six. You said six. yeah. You nah. said your team might be fighting <laughs> to take it. Yeah, but what true. he's saying.
5: Yeah, is now this is. not time, four. he He's not not been four. saying the same thing, which is he just wants to survive. Like, yeah. Just survive, champ. Yeah. That <laughs> so used to be top four <laughs> as a trophy. Now Arsenal are saying premiership survival as a trophy. They're the new
3: version.
2: Remember all those stories about the
5: FA Cup. I do
0: want to say yeah. we, we, threw, we threw Chris in the mix here, and this has officially become our longest episode I don't know what you did Chris but you got these guys talking <laughs> no man it's good it's, it's good, yeah. it's good. It was, we're, we're a special yeah. guest we had to we had to you know, stretch it yeah, yeah. yeah. and no, thank no,
2: you like, very very much for taking the time to join us Chris yeah Appreciate no, thanks a lot Chris no, no some
1: great, Chris. great great insight and uh, I'll just end on obviously happy birthday Claudia. have a good one mate but uh, no some great great insight from you all I think it's good that you you're all pretty level headed. It's not like you're just fanatics and you just you're just spouting off stuff. There's actually thought behind it. So I've enjoyed myself. Hopefully you'll have me back.
0: Yep, no We're <laughs> yeah. gonna have to ask our financial manager and see if it's within the budget. <laughs> 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 of course, of course.
3: <laughs> right,
0: love, thank you very much, man. Have a good evening. And for those that stuck around, holy shit, we've had dedicated at least, we've gone up to 11 people watching us live. We've got five guys still on the line. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. And we can't wait to see you guys on Tuesday. Have a good one, guys. Oh, wait, yeah. one last thing. Darren wants to say something. He says Leeds last minute Europe push. Haha. <laughs> Not nah, kidding. We'll be happy with twelfth. All right.